Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. I just punched my mic right off Fix the Fix it. Yeah, I'm fixing it. But right. I just punched it. I was getting excited. I was talking with my hands. Energetic. Very e- much so. Even though they can't see any. They can't, no. no. But it's fine. But I, when you hear that punching sound right off the jump, that was punching <laughs> the mic. It, that's what it but is. But I didn't waver. I immediately threw to John. John did a good job of not being like, you punched your mic, you idiot. Yeah. He just continued with the introduction. I'm a professional. That's, that's the kind of thing I like from a second chair, John. Is yeah. That you're able to just ignore the dumb thing that I did and continue <laughs> with the show. Take that, Joe. Yeah. See, no, but see, Joe's the one doing the dumb thing normally. Right. So we will be professional. And then yeah. we get we get him. But no, Joe's not here this week. That's why we're able to talk about him behind his back. Though I think we were gonna have the debut of Digital Joe on the Broken Clock Podcast Games Cast. Uh, not those, as snarky as usual, though. Not as snarky as usual. Those of you that have listened to our Broken Clock Podcast main event, our wrestling show, we from time to time uh, have the presence of Digital Joe, which is when Joe can't make it uh, for the before part of an episode uh, where we make our predictions and, and talk about matches for the upcoming pay-per-view. He will give his like hot takes and his picks with yeah. like a little one word snarky response as to why he's picking them. Uh, everyone's a big fan of Digital Joe. Uh, but since Joe's not here this week, there were a couple of big announcements that we wanted to make sure to get his input on. And he can talk more about them next week. I'm sure new news will break. And as things, as we talk about these things going forward, he'll have his chance to give input. But we wanted to make sure to get. Yeah, Pex is next week. Yeah, some input from him. So we'll. We'll have the debut of Digital Joe, so you have that to look forward to uh, the rest of the week. Um, but it's March Madness time, Johnny. Watching the NCAA basketball tournament? I watched the most basketball today that I've watched in probably since I was in college. It was so. exciting, though, right? It was. We're watching, uh, yeah. was it Iowa and Tennessee, yep. where Tennessee had a, I mean, people who game probably don't care about this, but they had like a 25-point <laughs> lead at one point in the first half, and we watched the the second the half second of half, yeah. the second half. So like the last quarter of the game or whatever. And it was really close. Went to overtime. It was very thrilling. Very exciting. But I, I watched the NCAA tournament only until my bracket gets busted. And then I just could not be bothered to give a shit about it. So it's all about your internal game and not about the yeah. game itself. Oh, exactly. Like this year, like my work office pool is like a free computer if you win. And so I'm like, yes, Hell yeah, yeah, please. Like I want that. I want that computer. Absolutely. Let's, let's do this. Like, so I, you know, I didn't try any harder like to pick my bracket. <laughs> You're I was just like, like yeah, this I, don't, I don't know. I don't pay attention to it during the year anymore. It doesn't really matter until you get to this time of the year anyway. So I didn't, I just haphazardly picked teams, but I'm doing okay so far. I've got only a couple losses into the second round. So like, I'm feeling good. I think I'm in fourth or fifth in my office pool. Like I'm feeling okay. Not bad. I like it. But you know, the second one of my number ones or final four teams is out where I have no chance to win anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Could not care less. Game over for you. Yeah. Like last year, I filled out a bracket for my old job. It was like one of the last things I did. I was like, all right, well, I'm getting fired in a month. (laughs) Worst case scenario, I could win a gift card or whatever the prize was. Right. I'll fill out a bracket. And then the team I had winning the national championship turned out to be the first ever number one seed to lose in the first round. Did not give a shit the rest of it. I was like, all right. (laughs) Uh, I can. I, I'm unemployed. I could just go outside all day. I don't have to stay inside and watch all these games. <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't care. Basketball's over. Bring on the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs and bring on baseball. Yeah. Because baseball season starts this week. That's what I'm really in for. Thursday afternoon, all the games start. Right and there are a London game coming up. I know. I really wanted to go to the London games, but... 
It's a, a lot of money. A little too pricey. I think yeah. it's out of my uh, out of my price range. But uh, when we're not watching games, we're playing them. So, John, what did you play this week? So, Sekiro came out this week. It sure did. And Friday. Um, I had lots of... I spoke about it shortly last week. Uh, the like collector's edition wasn't available. Then it was. So, I pre-ordered it. And then they wanted to charge you $10 to have it shipped the day the game comes out. Which is ludicrous, since every other company... We'll just send it to you that day. Yeah, it's egregious. Or just send you send it to you early. Granted, you pre-ordered late, so I could understand the like. Just hit my mic again. Um, you pre-ordered it a little late, so it's like I could understand them being like, "All right, we can't get it to you right then and there because we have all these other people who." But pre-ordered I pre-ordered early. it four weeks before or three weeks before the game came out. Like, yeah. So it's not the first wave of pre-orders. So like, I can get being like, you might get it a day later or a couple of days later, but like the ten dollars for day I was just yeah. stupid. So Joe sent me a text saying that it was going to come here on the day it came out which was great for him and not for me. And it's coming on Tuesday for me. So screw that. Uh, I was going to just gone and taken Joe's copy since he's not home. And then he could have had yours, but I was was waiting for him to ask or like offer, but I wasn't going to do it. Um, I would have been like, Joe, we both got the same edition for the same system. Can I just have yours and you can have mine on Tuesday since you're not going to be back to play it before then anyway. Well, so uh, I went to go Redbox copy. Redbox doesn't carry it for some reason. Yeah, I, I I wanted to Redbox it because I'm always iffy on the Souls games. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to pay 60 bucks right off the rip for this. I want to try it first. And I was really sad that Redbox wasn't carrying it. They may in a couple of weeks. I don't know. Like well, Sometimes like, their games are weird like that. But I searched like online to see if anybody else was having the same issue. And everyone else was like, yeah, it's not here. And like a lot of Redbox isn't getting like anything other than like multiplayer games these days. Like Resident Evil 2 wasn't in any of the Redboxes either. Um, so instead I just went and bought a copy at, um, Best Buy with like the gamer gamers club, club. Yep. uh, and then I'll just trade it in and eat like the $15 loss because I was going to rent it from Redbox until Tuesday, which was $13 or whatever. Yeah. So, so same thing. Um, but then nice guy, Joe was just like, uh, trade it in and then I'll give you the difference if you just give me the case because I want a case that's not a steel book so that he can put it on a shelf and not like fuck up the steelbook oh okay and i was like oh that makes sense and now i'm not out money um but after good playing guy it, joe strikes again yeah good guy good guy joe always strikes but after playing it i don't know if i should keep it or not which is a revelation because i'm super samurai and yeah. love that shit but i am awful at this game um there's a lot of things that like are souls e about it i yeah. mean it's very much a from software game but it mm-hmm. also does enough that like it makes it different you have like a little grappling arm which is cool yeah, yeah prosthetic um, arm. there's a jump button uh which is there yeah, no you, other souls games have you jump could buttons. jump in the other souls games but you can only jump while sprinting and it was clicking in on the left stick Boo. or right stick i think it was yeah. clicking in on one of them and it never worked um so that's already a plus. You dying and like going back to the campsite thing is also in this one, but you have a like one death uh, before you actually go back. So you can fight somebody and like if you die, you can resurrect yourself right there and not lose anything. But then you die the second time, you, you get lost and then it cuts your money in half, which is what Dark Souls did. But with Souls, it was not money, obviously. Yeah. Um, More like a roguelike in that instance yeah and like it's weird because you don't use money to buy much of anything like at least that i've seen like there's I've, there's two merchants that i've encountered so far um but like you can buy like recovery items but i get recovery items off of like anybody i kill yeah i'm wondering so, if it's weapon upgrades further into the it game. is because you haven't played it that much because it just came out on friday <laughs> right 
So I played it from uh, like all day yesterday and a little bit on Friday when I got it. Um, so like there was one weapon upgrade that you can only get from a shop. Yeah. Um, so it's probably stuff like that, that yeah. as you progress through the game, like maybe you don't need the money now, but as you get further into it, you might. Yeah. And like they, like from looking online, they were like, use money to buy money bags. And what money bags are, are it's $10 more or 10 yen or whatever coins that they have. Yeah. Um, it's 10 more, but you don't lose it when you die. Oh, okay. So it's like, it's a bag of $100 that you buy for $110, but when you die, it stays in your inventory. Oh, that's, that's And then, helpful. like, when you need to buy something, you just use that as an item. It turns into 100 coins, and then you can use those 100 coins to buy stuff. Oh. So it's pretty much you're paying $10 to bank it, which yeah, is which is insurance. fine. Yeah. And I've gone and bought all of them from any any of the vendors that sell them, which is the, just the two. Um, But it's just really fucking hard. And, like... I've had issues with Dark Souls before, but, like, I felt like I was improving. Like, every time I died, I got better the next time I came back. And the first time, I was just getting wrecked by the, the first boss just over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I died probably 20 times and just going through the same area, coming back and dying. And then I died, and it was like, oh, uh, everyone has Dragon Rot now. I was like, what the fuck is Dragon Rot? So go back, and, like, your main, like, dude who fixes up your arm and stuff like that, um, the sculptor, He's, like, hacking up a storm and coughing. And he's like, oh, I've got this illness, and I I don't know what's going on. It must be the rot. And I was like, what the fuck is the rot? So I look up online, and, like, you as a character, you're called Wolf, and you have some sort of dragon reincarnation inside of you, which is why you have, like, the gray scales on your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time you die, you're using your power to resurrect yourself. But when you do it too much, you start pulling the life force of the people around you into you. So, you're killing everyone by dying, which means that sometimes there's NPCs that are out in the levels that'll give you missions, but they can't give you anything if they're dying. So, like... How do you heal them? So, to heal them, like, I had to keep dying over and over again. I got a second one. There's little tomes that you carry that, like, Mm -hmm. anytime you're near someone, it causes them to be sick. And... There was a woman that's in your your main village or whatever. You talk to her and she says like, oh, if you find blood samples from other people that have dragon rot, bring them back to me and I'll create this item that can cure it. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So I went and there was actually a woman who like was a side quest. Her son's dying. She has like a bell and she thinks that you're her son. So you're like, yeah, I'll take your bell and I'll go pray at the Buddha statue so that like, you know things will be happy again. Yeah. And then I come back and she's dying and like, then you're like, Oh, okay. So she's got the dragon rod. I took blood from her, brought it back and got the little tome thing, prayed at the statue and then everybody was fine again, but it only got rid of one instance. And so what happens when you have dragon rod and not only does it mess with the NPCs around you, but there's a chance, I think it's like a 30% chance that when you die, your items will get reimbursed to you. So mm-hmm. you won't lose half of your stuff when you die. Um, when you get the dragon rot, it, that cuts it down a percentage every time you get it. So the punish the game's punishing you for by, by killing you, yeah. Then for dying, like so, it feels like it's, it's compounding. Right, it's difficulty. just it's getting harder and harder, and I'm just losing constantly, like all of my money. And so I think I've killed three bosses so far. The first one was like once I got over that hump, I was like, oh okay, I know what I'm doing. And then the second one, I just destroyed and i was like oh this this is cool finally i'm getting into this i think yeah. you're getting more powerful it's 
getting a little bit easier. Right. You're learning how the mechanics work. And then I got to one, and I was like, oh, it's a completely different playing field because it's like, um, as opposed to being samurai and stuff like that, it's a it's a giant chained ogre, and like, mm. so he does like wrestling moves. He picks you up and throws you and stuff like that. And a lot of these, like, you can get hit and like you can kind of come back from. You can try and like take some healing, you know, stuff, and then fight him again. The anytime the the ogre hits you, it's a one hit KO. Damn. Because like he like he picks you up, he throws you in the air, and then he fucking smashes you to the ground, and you're yeah. like, all right, I'm dead once. Like I have my respawn, I can try it again. And then he like does like he drops elbows on you, and like he punts you and stuff like that. And so it's one hit KOs. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go, and I'll go to the other direction because there was another direction I could have gone. And I fought this dude with a lance, and I just fucking couldn't get it. There's a um, a parry that you can do that like stomps on the sword that's getting thrusted at you. Yeah. And then it like leaves them open for a blow. And I couldn't get it over and over again. And then finally I just figured out the timing you have to actually thrust forward. Like you think when you're evading you want to evade in a different direction. Yeah. This one you you actually had to evade into it, which is seems counterintuitive. Well, I guess because you're stepping on the the lance that makes sense from a gameplay perspective. But, but from like, like a video game controls yeah, perspective, from, it's if, just hit circle. Yeah, from your history of playing video games, that doesn't add up in right. your brain. So I get that. Um, so I got through that one. Um, but in that time, I had died so many times that now everyone else is like in my area is also being murdered. Um, so it's just really hard and like. Small things like the frame rate is really funky on it. Really? Um, apparently, this is a common thing, too. Like, it, even running on the PS4 Pro, it fluctuates between 30 and 40 frames per second. But, like, at really weird times. So, like, I remember the first time I was encountering it, like, I was walking through some grass. And then all of a sudden, like, the grass was freaking out. But, like, the people in front of me were normal. But, like, it's a stealth game. And, like, I'm trying to crawl around this grass. And it's just, like, freaking out in front of my face. And then... I rotated the camera and everything just slowed down. I was just like, whoa, what yeah, is going on here? Um, so it's like there's a lot of small things about it that really kind of accumulate into the fact that I'm like, I'm not sure if I like this or not. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a bad game. I'm just not good at it. And it's not good at telling me how to be good at it, I think. And then it punishes you when you're not good at it. Right. Um, but to, like today I kind of got into a rhythm where like I started the grind, whereas like a lot of games these days, you're just used to going and yeah. it sucks too. Cause like I, I went from playing uncharted to playing this. So yeah. like so you're from the most linear of linear right, games to, to a thing that like, and also the platforming in this is really weird to crawl up a wall. Like you, you double jump onto the wall using X like normal, but then you hang from a clip cliff using square and if you want to get up on that cliff, you also have to hit square again. Usually you would think you just hit X to jump up. Yeah. So, like, the very first level I'm playing, it doesn't tell you how to dodge or do any of the stuff. Um, I, I fucking jumped off the cliff because, like, I hit X to jump to climb up onto the platform, which is usually what you hit in video games. And I was just like, all right, well, now I'm dead. Like, yeah. gotta, gotta start Thank- this again. Thanks, game. Yeah. So, it's just... It's just... Uh, it, it's good for those people who are getting it. I'm just not quite getting it yet. Yeah, like, obviously, you know, everything is subjective in terms of liking a game like this or not. I really want to get Joe's take. This, unfortunately, wasn't one of the things we got a digital Joe take for since he is on vacation. Yeah, but, like, because he is such a Souls person, because he's played, like, every Souls-type game that there is, including all of the From Software games yeah. on several occasions... I want to see how this translates because I heard it was easier than playing like Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne or any of those other games. 
but you make it seem like it's much harder. So I don't know if that's just because you're not as like adept at these types of games or if it is just punishingly difficult if you're not like a pro at it right yeah. off the, the gate. Well, and it's like a different way of playing too. Like Dark Souls, you can play as your character. And so you can choose different weapon sets and different ways yeah. of playing. This one, you're, you're, you're that guy. You're wolf. So like you're, you're playing you and you have to learn how to parry and you have to learn how to block and you have to learn how to dodge. Whereas the other Dark Souls games, pretty much you just, I dodged the crap out of everyone and that was my way of fighting. Yeah, that was your loadout was geared towards your dodging, right. not necessarily your parrying. Or yeah, and blocking. this one is like, it's it's counterintuitive in the way that I was used to playing it. I think I'm kind of getting into it, like understanding how to fight now. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like I, I actually was fighting the ogre today and I got him like within like one hit and then I ended up dying. And I was just like putting this down before yeah. I, before I ruin anything. Like I'm going to walk away. Don't want to break the controller, but it's very, um, it's very well done. Like it looks like a, uh, um, a samurai movie, a mm-hmm. Jedi that Geki is like the period film, uh, where like you stab people and fountains of blood come out and stuff like that. Sick. Um, you, like unlike the dark souls games, every time you kill someone, you take down, um, their, uh, posture like you're not fighting to kill them you're fighting to find their point to where you can stab them as mm-hmm. opposed to like hacking down health which is the way most of these things work yeah you're, you're trying, trying to find a weakness you're trying to get him to like realize oh i fucked up like now my side is open and mm-hmm. then like it'll glow red and you'll you know hit um you know thrust one more time and it'll enter this cool cutscene where like that's kind of cool. You stab the dude through the throat or something like that. You spin around and cut his throat or, you know, whatever it is. It's basically like you, there is a, I don't know if there's a health meter per se, but it's basically like you're getting to the point where you can commit a fatality. There is a posture meter. It's, yeah. Yeah. So like you're, you're ruining, like once that's down, then you can do the execution and the mini bosses or the, the mid bosses is what they're called. They all have two. And a lot of those two, you can stealth them. So like the, the dude, the long dude with the spear, um, if you go through the grass, you can stealth him and take down one of his things. And then it's just like you're fighting a normal enemy after that. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it's like a strategy game, that aspect where you're like, I got to figure out where to go. Yeah. It's not a dynasty warriors hack and slash. There's no. a little bit more nuance to it, but it is an action oriented game. Yeah. Whereas like the dark souls ones was a lot of dodging and a lot of walking. This one's like, I got to figure out how to do it. And then go in and fight as opposed to dodge around the dude and, you know, wait until he's opened up. Um, But, like, the cool cutscene thing is very cool until you're fighting more than one person. Because the lock-on mechanic, you click it on the right stick to lock onto somebody. But then to move to someone else, you just move the right stick in either direction. But that also controls the camera. So, like, when you enter into, like, an execution, it does whatever dynamic camera is going to look best for that scene. Yeah. Or that you know that shot per se, if this is a movie, um, but it puts you out of position for the next kill. But ninety percent of the time, the the other dude is behind you. Yeah. So like, I find myself just anytime I do one of the executions, just hit mashing circle to roll back, just because like yeah, I you don't have to know get where, out of there. I don't know where my grounds are. Like I don't know where the camera's going to recenter the second time. So like, that kind of takes me out of it. Um, and again, I'm sure that's probably something that you get used to as you go on. Yeah. Now, can you kill the person without entering that dynamic camera cutscene? You can't. Oh, so that has to be how you kill every Yeah, enemy. unless you're in active combat with somebody, you can kill them without them entering that thing, but you wouldn't if you're in an active battle with multiple people. 
Yeah. Like you can slash them until it hits that red, but like the red glowing thing. And then you can just walk away and they'll eventually die like of their own wounds. Oh, okay. But you're not going to do that if there's multiple people around because you're not going to leave that dude to stand there to eventually try and attack you a second time. Yeah. So like, yes, you can, but you wouldn't ever need to. Well, because there are some action games where you can beat them down enough to where the point where you can do like a special move or a fatality type thing. But if you just keep hacking away, it's like uh, God of War used to do it in the older games where, right. you know, you're facing a Colossus and you can go or a Cyclops and you go and you beat them up to the point where the little circle indicator says, all right, jump on their face and rip their eye out. Yeah. If you don't want to do that because you're just trying to kill everything in the room, you just keep hitting that person and then they just die without having you to go into that little animation. Yeah. But if that's not the case here where like you can hit them and then they... You, the animation is open, but if you just keep hitting them, nothing happens. But it's then, the like... same attack button. Oh, okay. So it's it's not a different so you button don't have a to choice. enter into it. Gotcha. No, it's the second it's glowing red and it's close enough, it just automatically does it. Gotcha. Okay. I um, thought maybe it was a separate button, but if no. it's the same attack button, then there is no yeah. way around it. But like, it's weird because it keeps saying it's a shinobi game, but it doesn't feel very shinobi. You don't feel like a ninja most of the time. I feel like I'm more of a samurai than I am a ninja. It's like keep saying like oh you're a shinobi like you gotta sneak up on the on the shadows and stuff like that. I'm like most of the time like they can hear anything, so I'm fighting groups of people regardless. The only shinobi aspect is like I'll kill a dude and then I'll run away until like he realizes I'm not there, <laughs> and then I'll go back and kill another dude and run away as opposed to taking on four dudes at once. But <laughs> like in the in the boardroom, they're like, "Do we fill our shinobi quota? Like, is there enough samurai ninja ness to this?" Okay, yeah, they can run away. Yeah, that's ninja. We're done. Right. It's it, not it's not samurai because you're not going at them full on. Like you're yeah. you're coming at them from the sides of the tops. Yeah, so done. Ninja. Right. Check. So that's ninja where it's game. not a souls game, whereas there's a lot more platforming in it. Um you can like kill people from above. You could do that in Dark Souls as well, but again, jumping in that game was damn near impossible. Mm-hmm. Um you just kind of had to go near an edge and like see if you could look over and if you could hit them at the right moment. In Dark Souls, you could kill them by dropping on top of them. This one, it's like you target them. The second it starts glowing red, like if you're falling from the sky, it'll glow red. And yeah. Then you hit the button and then it'll enter the like assassination thing. Um, so there, it is easier in certain aspects. I can't tell if it's easier or if it's harder because it's more punishing or it's harder because I'm not used to how to play it yet. Yeah. Which will take time more than the 48 hours that you've had the game. Right. Which is where this blessing of me not getting this game on Tuesday comes in, where it's like, well, now I have the option to, I can trade it in, give Joey the case, and then I can flip the collector's edition online, or even straight up return it if I don't really want to play it anymore. So I have like kind of this four-day ground of trying to figure out if this is for me or not and it sucks because like i was super into this and like i was like watching samurai movies this weekend and stuff and getting all excited and now it's just like i don't know if i'm good enough to play this game and i mean that would that could change over time like the more time you put into it the better you're going to get at it theoretically sure i mean i i also could have given up a long time ago you know but it's like i'm i'm trying really hard to like this and it's a from software game so yeah it's gonna be hard yeah, but from the sound of it, you're not not liking it because it's a bad game. It's just a I'm not liking game. it because I'm not good at it. Yeah, yeah. Which is the exact hang up that I had about buying this game outright is I didn't really play any of the other like the Dark Souls games, but I played Demon Souls and was not that great at it. Yeah. Which is why I never went back to play the Dark Souls games because yeah. I was like, I don't want to put myself through that. But this seems like it's a different dynamic to it which makes me more receptive to wanting to play it more so than the dark souls games yeah but 
I don't know, if it sounds that punishing, I might just... I mean, like, you can borrow one of our copies of yeah, it. Yeah, or it'll be a GameStop rental for me. Because like, someone else is going to get... Even if you haven't, someone else will have given up by the end of the weekend, probably. Well, I'm going to trade it in regardless. So yeah. you're going to get... If you want to like GameStop rent the copy I trade in, just go in. I'll tell you the day I, <laughs> I trade it in. You just go in that day. It's going to be the one without the case. It's not going to sell because nobody's going to buy it without a case. Yeah. No, see, what you do is we just go stand in line together, pretend like we don't know each other, and be like, oh my god, is he trading that in? Can I, I want to like, buy, buy it copy. right now. I, buy the, I can't even buy the new, I'll buy that used right now. Like, uh, does the trade wall still exist? No. Like the hold period form? No. All right. No, that I don't think that existed when I was there. Because it existed when I w- worked in New Hampshire. Maybe we uh, still had hold everything a week. No, I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, no, I don't remember. It's been so long now. It's been over five years since I worked at a GameStop, so... Probably not, because I think they'd want to sell the used copy as quickly as they could. Maybe not for your one without a case, though, because they'll be like, this is sketchy. Just didn't like it, huh? Like, No, I'm just straight up going to tell them. and be like, yeah, I, I bought this because I wanted to play it before my copy came in the mail. And now my copy came in the mail, so I'm trading it in. I'm just going to tell them straight out. Yeah. I mean, there's no, not... I mean, worst case scenario, you've been like, yeah, I bought the collector's edition, and I really like the case and want to flip the stuff. Yeah. So, here you go. Like, There's a million reasons. What are they going to do? Say no? Yeah, I mean they could. Technically, they can refuse a trade from anybody, but I don't think that they will. No, they're not going to. No, there's there's nothing shifty about it. Yeah, and in fact, I'm giving them money. (laughs) Pretty much, I'm losing in this aspect. Yeah, for certain. Um, Do you play anything else this week, or any other final thoughts on Sekiro? Was that first? Uh, I mean, I I'll give it until Tuesday, so you'll hear next week whether or not I've kept it or not. Yeah, or whether or not I'm going to sell the 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 limited one or not yeah and you'll get joe's feedback too so you guys will have we'll have a more in-depth conversation about it in general next week when you've had more time with it or have given up on it and yeah and joe's had a chance to try it yeah and we'll figure it out but did you play anything else this week uh no i think that's it actually did you go back to near at all no i did not the second uh, well i did play uncharted 2 actually oh, okay so I think I told you I got the platinum on it. Yes, you told me, not the not the listeners, but you. Told so I got me. the platinum on Uncharted one last week. Yeah, you were just missing two when we talked last week. Yeah, so I went back and beat it on hard, which was um, not that hard. And then I realized that the DLC has a even harder mode, hmm. and I was like, oh, I'll give that a shot. So I started playing that. I think got like five chapters in. I'm kind of cheating at it. Uh, you can add tweaks to the game. So one of them is every shot is a one shot kill. And one of them is an infinite animo, but you can't do it on modes you haven't beaten before. No, that makes sense. But if you go and change it to the mode that you've beaten before, and instead of exiting from the menu, you just hit the menu button. Instead of circle, you hit the menu button. Yeah. Uh, it tricks the game into thinking it's that mode, even though it's still not that difficulty. Oh. So then I added that stuff and then put it back on whatever the hardest was brutal i think crushing was the one i'd be before brutal is the one they added for the dlc mm-hmm. started playing it through that and then i was just like i i don't want to play this game a fourth time right now so i started playing uncharted 2 which has one of the most intense opening scenes of any video uncharted game 2. i love that game so much like fucking swinging from uh, a train, train hanging from a cliff and then mm-hmm. shit's falling at you and everything mm-hmm. like that and then, like, I hadn't seen anything on this game, so I didn't know any of the characters and stuff like that. But the first time I saw, like, the 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 other dude, I was like, you're going to fucking, you're going to leave me in the dust somewhere, aren't you? <laughs> so I got, it like, always happens. four chapters into that, and then that was when uh, Sekiro came out. So yeah. um, I will go back and continue playing Uncharted 2. Yeah, you have to. That, that's, that's one of my favorite games on the PS3 era. And it's, 
like for a game that doesn't really change very much, it's so much better than the first I know, game, right? You wouldn't think so because it's pretty much the same game, but like the story is better, everything just feels tighter, it's more polished. It really yeah. is just like the culmination of everything that they probably wanted to do on Uncharted right. One. Well, and like it also throws like a stealth level, and the very first level of the game, or like the first real yeah. level of the game, is a stealth level, which the other for the first game didn't have any of. Mm-hmm. Like there was. Just it was just shooting dudes. Like I don't think there was ever a time where you could. Well, yeah, you could at one point. Like yeah, there was some. You could stealth kill that. certain people. Yeah, but it wasn't a whole level built around not no. getting seen. Um, so the whole first level was super cool. Um, there's more collectibles in this one, which I don't find very great. It's no. like well, it's hundred the platinum harder. Well, and it's a hundred even, and they don't tell you what level they're in. Whereas, no. like, the other one, like, it would you could go through the chapters, so it would be like, you found two out of two treasures, or whatever. It might tell you that once you've beaten the game. I haven't actually gone and looked at the chapter chapter selection, so I don't know. Yeah. And I started trying to get them all, and then I was like, I don't want to hold a, like, walkthrough open, because I, no. I started doing that. And no, it was play like, the game once, normally. Right. Find what you can find doing your own meandering around. Yeah. And then go back. Because, like, the, this is one of those, the only times where I beat a game... And immediately had to start it again because I was like, I don't want this experience to be over. Like, I remember the credits rolled on Uncharted 2 and I immediately was just like, yeah, fuck it, I'll play it again. And like started the game up again. Because I just loved the game so much. Yeah. So play it through normally, get the experience, experience the game, find what you can find just by how you want to play it. Yeah. And then go back with it. Yeah. So I only got to the point where like you get betrayed and like you have to run through the level with the lasers shooting at you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, was like, I had like the guide open and the guy said like, once like so-and-so betrays you. And I was just like, oh, okay, never mind. Like, I don't want yeah. to, I'm done looking at this if you're going to give away plot points. Um, but yeah, I'll go back and play that. Maybe if Sekiro is not my thing to go back and do that. Cause I'm also reading a book that's like uncharted E about nice. somebody finding Noah's Ark. Did you see the trailer for the door of the Explorer movie? Which <laughs> just looks like little kid uncharted. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it honestly looks like it's probably not going to be that bad. I don't... Is it live action? Or? It's live action. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. It's the uh, the girl from the... One of the newer Transformers... One of the Mark Wahlberg Transformers movies. There was like this girl that was in all the marketing materials. And it was going to be like a girl power. Girls in Transformers now. It's not just eye candy Megan Fox anymore. <laughs> and she was in it for like two minutes. Sure. But like that girl's playing Dora and Michael Pena from Ant-Man and a bunch of other things. Yeah. He's her dad. Uh, Evil Longoria's her mom. Guy. I love that dude. That dude's uh, great. Did you see that movie that he was in that was like a Netflix original about like aliens attacking? No. No, you told me that was really bad. Oh, though. it's awful. Yeah. It's so bad. No, but it looks like Little Kid Uncharted. That's why I, that's why I asked. But it's funny looking. <laughs> Does she have her goofy like bowl cut hair? Uh, a little bit, but it's not as goofy. She has her monkey, who's voiced by Danny Trejo, though you don't hear him in the trailer. But that, <laughs> really? But that sounds awesome, so who knows? Maybe I'll see this. Yeah, right? It'll be a fun thing. Uh, you can do it when you're watching a movie a day with your brother where the it's kids' time. You watch the Dora the Explorer Yeah, movie. sure. Let's watch the Dora the Explorer movie. Like, I'm, I'm 14. I don't need to watch this. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I didn't really play anything this week because I have been focusing on March Madness. And, yep. Uh, I did start playing Injustice 2, though. I mentioned last week how I bought it on sale. Mm-hmm. Busted out the uh, Mortal Kombat 9 arcade stick that I have, the, the PS3 stick. Thing. Yeah. Uh, which was, I was happy to learn that it worked on Uncharted 2, be- or not Uncharted 2, Injustice 2. Injustice. Because I, it had worked for PS4 on Injustice on PS4, and it worked on PS4 for Mortal Kombat 10. 
But those were like very early in the generation fighting games, so it made sense that a legacy arcade stick would work for that. Yeah. I wasn't sure if the sequel to Injustice would work with a PS3 fight stick. And it does. And the button layout's a little weird, but for the most part, it works perfectly fine. The only thing that doesn't really work great for it is the um, like the, the PlayStation button and the start and select buttons don't do anything. So I have to have my regular PS4 controller on and use that for like getting out of the menus and, and like getting into the game and stuff. Because it's weird. Yeah, the fight stick doesn't work for that. But the problem was is that I had turned off. I'd had the PS4 controller on my coffee table, which is a glass top coffee table. And I just had it sitting there while I had the arcade stick like in my lap or on the table next to it. But every time I got hit, the controller would rumble what? and vibrate against the glass, which was super annoying. So I turned it off. And then I'm in the middle of like watching a cutscene a half an hour later or whatever as I'm playing through the story. And it just says, like, your PS4 will turn off soon because it thinks there's no controller on. And it thinks that my PS4 is just sitting idle because That's it's not so registering weird. inputs. Because it doesn't understand the inputs of the arcade right. stick. So I then just had to, like, turn the controller on real quick. Then turn it back off to then reset the timer of how long I want it to you play. You could probably just turn vibration off in the game. Yeah, I probably could. I could probably also turn off the auto sleep setting too, but it was a matter of like, I don't want to do that now that I'm, I'm only going to play this game for another like 20 minutes anyway. Cause I'm just like, I'm getting to that point in this play session where I'm done. Right. But like, I know I'm going to forget to change the settings next time. And I like having those settings for every other instance other than this. That's so weird. I know like rock band does that, uh, not the like vibration thing, but like to have your headphones hooked up, uh, you have to have like a controller plugged in, even though you're using your like guitar as a controller. Yeah. And that is always super frustrating because um, it'll also do the, like, Xbox does this thing where, like, a pane slides over from the window once you've been active, inactive for a long time. It says, mm-hmm. like, you've been inactive for a long time and it'll give you, like, ads or, like, tell you what your friends are playing and stuff like that. And that happens all the time when I'm playing Rock Band. It'll happen, like, every three songs because I think it's every 15 minutes or something. Yeah. So, like, at the end of every song, I just have to, like, wiggle the controller so I can have my headphones plugged in so I can play Rock Band without disturbing my neighbors. Silly. Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, but I'm, I'm liking Injustice too. I'm uh, playing through the story a little bit. I played. I wanted to play with the DLC characters, so the Ninja Turtles are sweet characters. Hellboy was a sick character. Like I'm still trying oh, to yeah, find. Yeah, Hellboy was in there. Yeah, so I'm still trying to find like who I like as a like a main, so to speak. But yeah. I'm just playing through the characters that I like as characters and seeing what's cool about them. I'm not very good at the game right now. I'm like, it's been a long time since I played a traditional like Mortal Kombat style fighting game. It yeah. probably would be Mortal when whenever Mortal Kombat 10 came out. That was the last time I played a game like this. So yeah, probably the same for me. So, but I, like I'm getting back in the the groove of it, and it's fun. Like I like using the arcade stick. I like having that out again and having a reason to use it because otherwise it's just like it's sat here in the office, which is there is no gaming machine. <laughs> yeah, you can't even in play this it room. But that controller was in here just because I needed it to be out of the way. Well, because it's like the size of two pizza boxes stacked on top of each other you know what it was doing before i used it it was the uh because it opens up because you could put the game in there and like the cable uh it was holding my rock band drumsticks and my (laughs) dongles for the guitars that's what was inside of there you're using it as a case yeah pretty much for things that have nothing to do with it whatsoever which i quite enjoyed but no, I'm having a good time with it. You know, like I, I mentioned last week, like the Hellboy movie's coming out. Uh, I'm watching Titans on the DC streaming service. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm kind of in a DC mood a little bit. So, I think Injustice is coming at the perfect time for me as, like, a, a cheap game. Isn't there another DC show? There's Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol, that's yeah. right. Yeah, my brother was watching that yesterday. Yeah, because, uh, well, I just got to the episode of Titans where they backdoor pilot Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to watch that, and then I'm going to watch Doom Patrol. Probably go back and watch the new season of uh, Young Justice, which was a show that I liked. So like, I'm kind of in a DC. I'm not reading like DC stuff right now, but I'm kind of watching stuff and playing the game. I thought maybe about going back to finish Arkham Knight because I never finished that game. The most disappointing finish of an Arkham game. Yeah, that's kind of why I never rushed to do it because I just heard bad things. But like, I now that I'm kind of in a DC kick, like, and Shazam's coming out in a couple weeks, so like that'll be more DC stuff to to intake. So I'm uh, I'm enjoying it so far. But yeah, it was really like because the NCAA tournament started on Thursday, so there and there was games like from noon until midnight. So and all my picks were doing well so i was still watching yeah you're them. not gonna stop watching yeah exactly when when my bracket gets busted sometime this weekend or next week and that'll that'll kill me playing watching that and i'll be able to play more stuff uh but we'll jump into the big story of the week now that we're done talking about what we played uh and this will have the appearance of digital joe so this was teased i think last week was the first real tease we saw for it yeah uh, which was google's announcement at the game developers conference which took place on tuesday uh, I did watch this live. I was live tweeting along uh, at Broken Clock Pods on Twitter, and this was pretty much what we had confer- like thought it was beforehand, save for a couple of points where Google came out and they announced what they are calling Stadia, which is their new streaming service platform. Like this it's, thing. it's yeah, it's several things all encompassing. Where it's a it's a platform that's all digital. It streams games. They didn't really go into a lot of detail about like what kinds of games those are going to be, what the pricing is going to be. Are you buying these games? Are you streaming them a la Netflix? But what they did confirm is that you'll be able to play any game on Stadia that is available on any Chrome browser across any device. So you can play it on a desktop computer, laptop, a tablet, smartphone. If you have uh, the Chromecast Ultra, which is their 4K Chromecast, I think it's like 40 or 50 bucks, you can play it on your TV. Oh, that's cool. And uh, the only hardware that they're making for it is a controller that does connect to their servers via Wi-Fi. So the controller connects via Wi-Fi, not Bluetooth or some other thing. Uh, so that way it cuts down, I assume, on lag between the delay of having to like give your input, have it go to the... You know, have it go to the computer, then go to the servers, then come back to the computer, then come back to like what you're seeing. Um, well, I'm sure it also cuts off on having Bluetooth needing to connect to multiple things at once. This is just going to connect to your router. Yeah, exactly. So it just connects to one as opposed to having to connect to your TV or your phone or your tablet or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to play across all those devices in a Chrome browser, which is pretty much what Project Stream was, which yeah. you've heard us talk about before uh, because I had played it and uh, these guys had checked it out a little bit back in December. But you'll be able to play anything, so you don't need a powerhouse gaming PC. You don't need a you know PlayStation 4 Pro. You don't need an Xbox One X. You don't need anything. You can play this as long as you have, they confirmed, 25 megabits per second internet. Which, for most of this country, uh, being America, where, where we live, uh, that's pretty standard. There are some rural places where it's probably the... Like the best tier of internet that you can get is yeah. probably around that. Like mine, I don't think gets that high. Honestly, I think mine gets twenty. Yeah, and it well, it depends too because you yours might get more, but once it's split between four people using different devices, it slows down yeah. considerably. I would think. Um, but twenty five megabits per second internet to stream, I think ten eighty p, maybe a little bit higher because they they confirmed that right out of the gate you'll be able to do four uh, k sixty frames per second for any of the games. As long as you have that decent internet connection with 
uh, future support for up to 8K. So that's a down the line future, excuse me, future proofing the technology. Uh, let me run through some of the uh, the facts here on it, and then we'll kind of get into the discussion about yeah. what we think and what it means. Because obviously, it's it's not revolutionary because on live existed, Gaikai existed, PlayStation Now exists, all these other streaming services existed before this. Uh, but this is really the first like powerhouse company that, well and dedicated platform too yeah that knows how to do this stuff specifically so some of the things they incorporated they they really wanted to hit home that this was going to be not just for gamers but also for streamers content creators and like people who watch streaming so like this wants to take all of what you know incorporates game culture and put it under one umbrella and that's something that those other services didn't have like However good OnLive was or Gaikai or PlayStation Now, they, they didn't incorporate streaming, which is it's what gaming is now. Like People, they stream games, people interact with streamers, they watch streams. Like Twitch is the biggest thing in gaming for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and Google, who owns YouTube, has been trying to get their foot in the door of streaming. Like, they have YouTube gaming, but it's not on the same level. And I think this is the big push to get that towards it. So uh, one of the things was the, the Play Now feature which was big because they said that any game that you want to play will boot up in seconds. And they showed somebody going from device to device, just like picking up a, a smartphone and pressing start and Assassin's Creed Odyssey just played, which is amazing. And that's kind of what we saw with Project Stream, where I loaded up the website, clicked play now, and it just started. Yeah, It didn't take any time. I didn't have to download any updates. There were no patches. Everything was done server side by Google. And so everything was instant from the end user perspective. Uh, one of the things they showed as part of this, you can start it up anywhere, is they showed somebody in their sizzle reel watching a trailer for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And at the end of the trailer, like normally on YouTube, at the end of the video, there's in-video links to go watch another video or go to the, the person's channel or whatever other links you want to add. One of them was, okay, watch game the next gameplay trailer for Assassin's Creed. And then one of them was Play Now, where you could just click Play Now and Assassin's Creed would just start, which is crazy. Because, I mean, how where else can you do that? Nowhere. Exactly. Yeah, you have to download it first. Yeah. If I wanted to watch a trailer... Or, or buy it or any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole process to it. And this kind of uh, gets rid of that. So that was... I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, we talked about every platform. The Chromecast Ultra. It's already on the market. It is just a regular Chromecast as well. So it's, it's not like you're buying this dedicated... Uh, gaming machine, which is something that we talked about last week is whether or not we thought there was going to be hardware associated right. with it. And this is really the only hardware that isn't something that you already have on your computer. Like this is the only thing that you could really have to buy. And that's if only you if you to. want it to go on your TV and don't want to do like your computer to HDMI to your TV. Right. Uh, which if, they might not even support anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, in terms of controllers, I mentioned they have their own controller. The Stadia controller it looks like a standard PS4 controller where it's got the two thumbsticks on the bottom next to each other, D-pad, face buttons, shoulder buttons, all the normal things you expect. It does connect via Wi-Fi. It does have a built-in Google Assistant button, which I thought was kind of cool, where basically you can be like in Sekiro, be like, hey, Google, how do I you press the button and just say like, hey, how do I beat the boss in level three? And it will either tell you straight up. Or it'll probably maybe pause the game and pull up a walkthrough video on YouTube, which is it's kind of cool. I, I don't know that I would never necessarily use that, but I could see it being very beneficial to people who like to pull up walkthroughs. And, you know, like you could say, hey, where are all the 
hidden items in Uncharted. Like, right. Granted, it's not going to be on Stadia because that's a Sony exclusive, but but I mean, something you could like still that. use it to, I'm sure, be a Google Assistant as well, just to be like, hey, Google, play you know whatever song, and then it'll start playing it for you. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's they didn't limit what the Google Assistant could do. They just showed the possibilities of what. Like from a gaming perspective, it could do. Right. That doesn't say that isn't to say that you can't do normal Google Assistant things, like you're saying. So yeah. That's also pretty cool. But it confirmed that it also works with all manner of controllers. So if you were playing on your PC or your phone or your tablet, any Bluetooth controller is going to work. Uh, if you're playing on the on a you know computer, a desktop or a laptop, mouse and keyboard is still going to work. So you don't even necessarily have to buy their controller to be able to play the games on Stadia, which I think is a big point because they want to obviously show you how accessible this is. They want to get everybody under one umbrella playing games. And it's hard to do that if you say, okay, come to our platform where you can play anything and it's so easy, but you have to buy this box and you have to buy this controller and you have to do all these special things. That's There is no like entry point that you can't do. All you need is a computer or a phone, which... I'm sure if we looked at the data, 98% of people have some kind of computer, some kind of smartphone, or some kind of tablet. Well, especially if those who are going to be interested in it. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's a big thing for it. The Stadia controller also has a capture button for sharing content like the Xbox has, like Switch has, PlayStation has, all of that. Um, The capture quality is 4K, 60 frames per second. Uh, you can stream or you can just record with that capture button. So you have both options, which is cool. Uh, and then they got into some of the, the nitty gritty details about what it is that the platform is from their perspective. Because ultimately, this was done at the Game Developers Conference. So a lot of these things that they're talking about is to entice developers to make games for Stadia. And even though it's being played on computers mostly, these aren't like they will need to be ported to Stadia because Stadia is running on a Linux-based system. So the developers will need to port their games to Linux. They right. won't just be like, you can't just take the Epic Play Store or the Steam version of a game and throw it in there because it may not be done up for Linux. So uh, one of the things, they partnered with AMD to create a new GPU for the Stadia's data centers because ultimately the way it's going to work is Google has data centers all over the world. And they're going to, you're going to be playing off of the one closest to you, I would assume, but they need to have these updated GPUs to be able to do inputs faster, render faster, get the information out to you faster. So they needed something partnered with AMD for that. And they did show, and this was our, our favorite term when the Xbox one X got announced (laughs) is they, uh, they compared teraflops. So many flops. We all know how important the flops are in gaming. Uh, So they had a big graphic on the stage behind them that said, uh, PS4 Pro is 4.2 teraflops. The Xbox One S is six teraflops, which bef- up until this point was the most flops the ever. The floppiest. The floppiest of game consoles. Uh, but Stadia is going to check in at a whopping 10.7 flops. So many flops. All of the flops, really, when you think about it. So many more flops. Almost double the flops as anybody else. Over double the flops of PlayStation, so gonna do some flips for some flops yeah all of them all of them flaps right in your face um so they're clearly putting you know technology behind it they're going to be using like their power of ai and the cloud and all these different things that are uniquely google that help it to to push forward uh they confirmed uh cross-platform play will be supported so they're not gonna 
restrict things like Sony does. They're very open to letting cross-platform play and progression and all these different things across games. So, you know, that's pretty good, especially because this is a little bit more niche than people who already have a PlayStation or an Xbox or um, a Switch. So, yeah. theoretically, if Fortnite comes to Stadia, which I have to imagine they'd try to throw a ton of money. Oh, I'm sure. Um, at, you know, both Fortnite and Apex, I'm assuming they're going to try to throw a bunch of money at them to say, put your games on Stadia. You'll be able to play with your Xbox friends and your Switch friends and, and what have you. So that's pretty cool. Um, they also said that it'll allow for massive numbers of players uh, in online gaming and mentioned possibly having rather than a hundred person battle royale, a thousand person battle royale. So like there could be a special Stadia version of Fortnite that has a thousand people in it. That would it's just be massive, ridiculous. I'd want to try it. I don't know that I'd like it, but I'd certainly be down to try what it. What was that game on PS4 that touted that like had like 162 people playing? Uh, it was Mag, Mag, massive action game. Yeah, and I think it was 256, where it was like one, like 128 versus 128. Yeah, that didn't work very well. No, it was a bad game. That's the problem. <laughs> it was just a, a mediocre to bad game. Yeah, ultimately, but because of the GPU power, you can have that many more people on a map you can make the map that much bigger so theoretically you could have stadia exclusive battle royales that put a thousand people in a game which i don't know could be cool or could just be utter chaos yeah it sounds like it'd be a nightmare yeah uh one thing that they really wanted to tout was the multiplayer experience where not only could you do multiplayer gaming like normal where it's competitive but they also had a big emphasis on co-op too where they were showing tech demos of split screen co-op they had picture in picture where if you were playing like a rainbow six siege style game that's you know co-op and like team based where you could have your your view be the majority of the screen and maybe your partner's view in picture in picture in the corner because it was able to render those differently where something like the xbox and playstation don't have picture in picture view for you know co-op that's super cool for like i mean they're talking a lot about streaming and stuff but that's awesome for streaming because if you're playing co-op with somebody that's like you can now stream co-op as opposed to before you could stream co-op but like you wouldn't have the other person's input unless you were editing this video yeah and then putting it out post you know completion or whatever yep uh which is like it's pretty cool like it's not again i don't think it's necessarily revolutionary but it is a novel idea to incorporate in because like picture in picture has been around on tv for Ever. 20 years yeah. at least 30 years almost probably uh so the fact that they're gonna bring that into gaming I, I mean it could break some multiplayer games if you like if someone else is dead and they're just watching you know the the, overall <laughs> the game ultimate or whatever. ghosting yeah where yeah. you can see now in the corner what they see because they're just uh, watching anybody in the game that could be game breaking a little bit but i'm sure they'll put thing developers will put things in to restrict that kind right. of like game breaking aspect to it uh let's see what else did they kind of talk about uh crowd play and state share was another big thing so what these are is uh crowd play is basically like a you know twitch plays pokemon or whatever where you know you can have input from you could be streaming a game and you could have input and the people in the stream could play the game by making the command prompts, which is kind of cool, like to have that built into a game. And then state share is you can say, hey, guys, I, you know, I can't beat this level and I want my fans to try to beat it because it's like crazy, it's some crazy difficult game or whatever. You can say, all right, save the state and then put that out there and then anyone can just click play 
and start at the exact same spot that you started the save state with all the same inventory, but they're doing it in their own game. So it's not messing with your game at all. But I can be like, hey, John, this took me forever to beat. You got to try this. And so I give, I send you a link. You click play. And now you're brought into my save. You're brought into that game at the exact point of my game with all the same inventory and all the same stuff to try to see if you could beat it. So it's like this cool asynchronous multiplayer aspect to it where you can just say at any point, like, hey, you got to try this. Play this exact thing that I was just playing. That I'm curious about because, like, that has... Um, like being an achievement whore that I am, like a lot of that was like banned from Xbox games where like you could put an upload save states for stuff just to get achievements. And I know like PC doesn't have achievements and I mean, certain games on PC do, but like that also could be an issue for people trying to complete games and getting like end game loot. And then if it's a multiplayer game, trying to sell that loot online or, you know. Yeah. I don't know specifically how it'll work if it's something where, does that save to your overall, like if you were playing that game and didn't reach that level yet, or that person has some item in the inventory that you missed, will that add to your save state? Or will that just be like, is this almost like a mini game of sorts where right. if you already are playing that game, it doesn't impact what you were doing, but you can still try it out and do, you know, the little like time attack, so to speak, or this little mini game version of this level or like it's, I'm not sure the nomenclature on it because I've never we've never seen it before. Yeah, but uh, that's something that they are incorporating as well. Uh, and then the 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 two games that so far have been announced for it is Assassin's Creed Odyssey is going to be playable in it because it already has been. Yeah, it's already running on it. And uh, Yves Guillemont, the head of Ubisoft, was in the crowd. He didn't speak on stage, but he was there for the announcement, which shows that they have a partnership still. You'd think any new Ubisoft games could potentially be on there. I mean, I don't think they have anything for this fall I mean, slated. The Division no just came out, but... Yeah, but that's... So that could be something that comes yeah. later. Uh, and then the only game that was, like, announced as being, like, it's not out yet and will be coming to Stadia is Doom Eternal. So yeah. that will be pretty cool, especially for streamers and for this like, state share and stuff like that. That'll be a really cool game, I would think. Uh, for that and then the last real big part uh, of the announcement was the creation of their own internal first party called i think it's called like stadia games creative yeah uh yeah i don't have that right in front of me but it's uh it's it's what's being headed up by jade raymond who we talked about being a a vp at google yeah she's now the head of this internal studio so in addition to trying to get other developers other studios on board They'll also be creating their own content, which is good. And they have the powerhouse um, like recognition that Jade Raymond brings from her years of working right. in the games industry. Well, and they got Google money as well. So, Well, yeah, that's the thing. They have Google money. They have the someone who knows how to be the head of a studio, knows what the game development business is like to head up their brand new studio. So it's, it's smart. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that was pretty much all of the big announcements in that. Uh, now let's kind of unpack that. So, John, what do you think, having heard all about Stadia, what are your initial thoughts on the, the whole thing? Well, let's go to DigiJoe. Okay, let's go to DigiJoe. Uh, DigiJoe and I kind of have the same thing, and I don't want to steal his thunder because he's not here to steal it back. All right, so do you have that up? Uh, now I can pull it up, it up in one second. 
Yes. So Digijo says, uh, my assessment on Stadia is, who is this really for? Because anyone who's really interested in a video game either has a console or a gaming PC, and I have a hard time thinking that anyone with a dedicated gaming device would choose to play on Stadia over those. The price of service would definitely uh, better make it worthwhile. Um, so that's like my takeaway was like, I don't understand who this is for mm-hmm. because it, I understand that they're trying to get other people to play video games, but other people who play video games, I'm sure already have a console or are not interested in playing games at the moment because it like the only thing I can think of that this is an audience for is people who want to play on PC, but can't afford to play on PC. So it's though it's those people. It's a lot of younger gamers, I would think. Like, I honestly, they didn't specify who this is specifically targeted at because this was for, again, this was for pitching the developers on the tech right. and the concept of it. But to me, it seems like anybody, it's for anybody that really loves games but has to game on a budget. Because, like, I don't have a gaming PC. If I didn't, if I was a younger college student, I didn't have money to go out and buy a PS4. No. But I had a computer because I had two for college. But it was just a regular, like, typing internet word processing laptop. Like, right. Couldn't it, was a com- it was a school computer. You, basically, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, this will be great for college kids who love gaming, can't afford the PS4, or own, there's only one dedicated TV in the dorm room, so you can't hog it with your PS4 time. Yeah. You know, this, like, this has so many possibilities. This also pulls in the... The promise of things like Switch or the Vita crossplay, where you can game anywhere, especially with the smartphone stuff. So I don't necessarily think it'll be for like that'll be turned off if you already have a dedicated gaming platform. I think the portability and the fact that you could go from screen to screen is a pretty big selling point, even for people who have dedicated excuse me who have dedicated like gaming platforms. Yeah, but- I don't necessarily know if that's the right gamble to take to bet on those people getting this service. Right. But I think that's probably who they're looking at where, you know, I like, I have a, I have a switch and a PS4 and I have a computer that can run Chrome and decent internet. Now, when I had Assassin's Creed Odyssey, did I go to that first when I wanted to play games? No, I went to my PS4 or my switch because those are standard console experiences that I enjoyed. But I also could only really play it on my home computer. Like I never tried to play it on the phone. Maybe now it's more beneficial where I have my my uh, PlayStation and my Switch for my you know dedicated gaming experiences or my uh, console exclusives. But something like an Assassin's Creed Odyssey or AAA games that are available on every platform, mm-hmm. if the price is right, I could see wanting to get it on Stadia because I could play it anywhere. You yeah, know, I can and play it on my laptop sitting in bed. I can play it on my phone on like a trip or whatever. Like I could do all these different things as long as the internet is good enough. And I think that's that's appealing. I don't know if it's going to work, but I think it's appealing. Right. So the, that's where I was like, number one, pricing has to be a thing for me. Like, is this a, a streaming service where you pay per month? Because if so, I'm on board. Like, that sounds great. That means I can play Doom Eternal for $10 a month or whatever. Even if it's $20 a month, I'm sure it's probably not that bad. Um, That's assuming if it's a a monthly thing. If this is a game-by-game basis, I have zero interest in this. Same. Um, Also, it sounds like they're promising us the moon 
And a lot of this stuff sounds like it's not going to happen. I would be very, very surprised if the throw to your phone thing works. Well, it is just you just boot up Chrome and go to that go to the page. Sure, but probably for about five games. Like I can't imagine like that's this is going to be like play Doom Eternal on on your phone and it'll throw it to your phone instantly. Like, I mean, they did it in the like. Granted, it's a demo on stage, pre rendered. No, they like they went and just picked up and you saw them click play and it started it started the game right up. Like you wa- you watched it happen in the video. But what game time, were they playing though? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, so that, like that's the only thing that we've physically seen supposedly yeah. work. Um, but like th- my point is, I doubt that this is going to be every game you buy you can now play on your phone as well as on your p- computer through Chrome. Like I think it'll probably be like a, a fraction of them and probably not that many. I don't know though because it's. Like, if it actually is a thing that's going to come out. The idea is that it's played in a Chrome browser. So anywhere that a Chrome browser exists, you just navigate to that page and it starts it starts playing. Like, I don't think this is your whatever phone you have. It doesn't matter. You don't need to have any. You could have the cheapest phone as long as it can run Chrome. Same thing with the like a like my Chromebook in the other room, which just it runs on Chrome OS, has no built in apps or anything. It's mm-hmm. literally just a Chrome browser could play assassin's creed odyssey like when when i had that game i could play it on that and it's it's a 10 year old nothing like junky laptop essentially so i i have more believability that it'll work across device whether or not it'll play good is another story but i think you'll be able to do it yeah whether or not it'll be fun to play assassin's creed odyssey on your you know four inch screen is another question entirely. Right. I mean, not that that's what I would use it for the no. majority, but I think that like that's just a thing that like they keep promising that I don't know if it's going to come true. But a lot of this stuff also seems like it's very far-fetched. And I mean, will I be impressed? Of course, if it comes out. But if it doesn't come out as they promised, I'm just going to be like, yeah, that's the way that a lot of these things work, whereas they promise a lot of things and not a lot of them go through. I feel like I'd be more skeptical if I hadn't done Project Stream. Like the fact that I already saw the proof of concept from the gaming perspective yeah. means that I'm a lot more on board. Like I'm not I've not bought into this 100% because I don't know the pricing. I don't know if it's per game. I don't know if it's a Netflix style. They haven't confirmed that stuff right. yet. Those are big ifs for me. But the fact that I was able to play a AAA brand new game on every computer in my house, regardless of how powerful or old or good it is, Shows me that the proof of concept for the gaming is here, and I think that will succeed. The streaming stuff is a lot harder, like the save state thing, the the jumping in, the split screen, those other like periphery items. I'm not sold on. Right. And those is those are the things I think will probably fail, or not necessarily fail, but not be picked up by all the developers, not be really embraced by the community. Mm-hmm. So I could see that stuff being just kind of like, oh, whatever that part nobody cares about that right but the gaming part i think could work because i've seen it work but that other stuff i'm just like i don't know i could see the stave state thing not working right i could see the you know talking and interacting with streamers not working right you know that's the more pie in the sky stuff for me but that's only because i played the other things right like i I totally get that people because like i was on twitter all day seeing what people's reactions were and so many of them were like you were like i don't know if it could work that seems great, but like, I don't know. And I'd be like, but I, I kind of do. Cause I was in the beta and had no problems. Yeah. So if I hadn't touched it, I would be like much more skeptical about the whole thing. But at least from a gaming perspective, I kind of get it right now. Yeah. And like, 
If it's a game by game basis, I have zero interest in this. Same. I mean, I'm, my interest is not that peaked anyway, just because it's not something I, I really care about. But like, what I was thinking too is like, I play games on a console mostly because it's the only way to play them. But also, like, there's the factor of like, I can have friends that I can play with, and I don't have to know who they are. Um, if this is gonna have like some sort of friend list system it's gonna wrap into your google account Mm -hmm. and i don't want that at all like i don't do social media i know i'm like one of the few people that don't do that i don't want to know who my gaming friends are in real life because it detracts from playing games with them oh see i only ever play with people that i know in real life anyway but but that's why i do like most of my friends i have very few i have like maybe three or four friends total online that I've played with. I thought you were going to say total. Total. Stop. (laughs) Like I have three or four friends. I have about six. Total. um, Online that I'd play with that I don't know in real life. But like, I don't want to. Also, this is a scary situation where like, God forbid, like all of that stuff is linked to your Google account. Say you're playing Apex Legend. You have a dude on your team who hates you. Now Now he's sending like hate mail to your Google address. Yeah. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm one hundred percent out. They didn't talk about that aspect of it, but that would be a danger that I could I could totally see being a, a real concern because there is anonymity in your gamer tag. Like I can link my Facebook to my PSN ID, right. and I could like I could send you a friend request and be like, we know each other in real life. We're Facebook friends. You can see my real name in the profile. Like, not a big deal. Yeah, but maybe that's you know it, maybe if it's a similar thing where it's like. There'll be a gamer tag for Stadia where you're, you know, Johnny Video Games 123 for your Stadia gamer tag. And then you can say like, hey, for trusted friends, which are, you know, Adam Gaming, Joe Gaming, Tyler Gaming 123, then they can see my real name. They can see that I like, you know, watch this YouTube video about this game. Like they can interact more with me because I'm giving them the ability to. But there needs to be that. You're right. There needs to be that barrier to say like. No, no, I need privacy here. I don't need rando strangers that I just like killed a bunch of times and then teabagged their avatar. I don't need him knowing like where I work right. or like what right. my email is. No, thank you. Well, and there's also like, uh, again, I'm probably in the minority here, but I like to have devices dedicated to a thing. So like, I still have an iPod, like, because that's my music thing. I don't want to have clutter my phone with all my music and all of my pictures and you know everything at once yeah and See, i stream my music so i'm already I'm already one foot in the stadia camp <laughs> well and i i i can't because i don't have wi-fi everywhere i am yeah. I, if i could also no, my, i download some stuff also my music is not stream like the music i like to listen streaming but that's neither here nor there mm-hmm. um but like if this is going to be involving my gaming on my google account like i i pay for youtube tv so like my tv's through that so that's got my credit card like i own movies through google as mm-hmm. well now my gaming is going to be going through Google. Like my, I have like a resume through Google. Like all of this stuff is culminating. If somebody, someone's bound to do it, hate me online, and they hack my account, they can fuck my life. Yeah. Like that's if somebody hacks my ha- my account on Xbox, like oh no, you now have access to my digital game library. Yeah. Like, well, like my credit card's shrug. in the PlayStation, but mine is too. But like it's got, I've got the two layer. You know, yeah, two factor authentication. Um, and that also is like it's not hooked up to your keyboard or the internet. Like yeah. hacking that is a lot harder than hacking shit in your browser. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, like, yeah, th- like that's another thing that like is very scary for me is like if this all connects to my Google account, 
that leaves me incredibly vulnerable to very angry gamers who are also the kind of crowd to go and try and physically, not physically, but like, you know, damage someone personally as opposed yeah. to a message that says, go kill yourself, you yeah. know, dick wad or something yeah, exactly. like that. Like, I'll take those messages every day for then from somebody sending emails from my Gmail account yeah. to my work saying, go fuck yourself, dick yeah. wad. It's a far cry from calling you gay right. to just like... Of destroying your whole life, right? No, and that'll that'll definitely be something that needs to be addressed as we get closer to it. Because again, we don't know. They didn't outline pricing. They didn't outline like they said it's coming out 2019. They didn't give a specific release date for when this starts, right? But that'll definitely be questions that have to be addressed. Is is this a separate gamer tag? Is it not tied to your Google account? Like, can can it be tied to your Google account but only on their end? Like, you don't see any of. You're liked YouTube videos. You don't know that it's attached to your thing whatsoever, but they see it on the back end or something. Like there, there probably be ways where you can sync it, but it won't have any impact on the account. So even if you hack the account, you'll just see the email associated with it, but you won't necessarily be able to do anything with that. Yeah. Like I don't think signing into Stadia also signs you into Google. It may. I don't know. They haven't expressed that yet. So security will definitely be a big concern. Along with price. Yeah. So those are my, my two big issues is whether or not it's a game by game basis. And also, how is this going to separate me from my Google identity? Yeah. Um, and, you know, what that's going to set back. I, honestly, I don't care about the peripheral stuff that I said that I doubt is really going to happen. Um, but those are my two. I mean, I, I tend to look at these things with negative eyes, but I guess they, you kind of have to. I mean, it's not the Madbox where everyone's just in on it day one. Like, Dude, yeah. Madbox is it's the hotness. <laughs> I can't wait. They've yeah, got my pre-order already. You're like, screw Stadia. I want, I want a Madbox. It is the the state. It is the uh, the Madbox competitor. That's right. The, sure. So, um, you, so you tell me not to bring it up, but you brought it up this time. So. I know because I'm making fun of you for it, so it's okay. We can bring it up if I'm shooting you down about it. I know. No, I'm, I'm having my running joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep running with it. Yeah, you can't bring it up to talk about how you actually are jazzed or how it's going to be the future of gaming. We can only bring it up if we're going to make fun of it. Absolutely. It's not coming. It's not coming out. Um, yeah, I mean, for me right now, it's it's price and what that means. Mm -hmm. Is it a Netflix style thing? Because if it's Netflix style, then that's great because I would love to pay 20 bucks this month and Try out the division and try out Sekiro. Yeah, and I've try already paid twenty these. bucks for Sekiro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I would love that. That's what I liked about. It. Granted, when I did the Project Stream, I played Assassin's Creed for free, which is like choice. But I know I'm not going to get to play games for free with this. Like that's not. But also, possible. it wasn't a game you were super interested in to no. begin with. You were just doing it for the experience. Exactly. But that's the thing. I would be a thousand times more likely to try something that I'm already paying for anyway than I would be if I had to buy outright. Like, if it came time for Doom Eternal, like, I kind of want to play that game. I didn't play Doom 2016 because I just, like, missed it, didn't play it. Doom has never been what a franchise that I love. Yeah. But I would. But if I'm already buying Stadia and, like, I've already put in my 20 bucks for a month of Stadia, of course I'm going to play the fuck out of Doom Eternal. Yeah. There's no reason not to. I mean, like, this is what I wanted Xbox Game Pass to be. Yeah. But, like, not that many games come to it. And when they do, it's way past their life cycle. Or it's the brand new. Like, but now they've at least started doing it with, like, Sea of Thieves came out day and date. State of Decay 2 came out day and date. But these are first-party games. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, uh, like I was just talking to Tyler. He was asking why I wasn't playing The Division. And I was like, well, because that's another $60 game I have to drop. And also, like, no one else is playing it right now. So I'm not going to do it until I have free time and Joe's not on vacation or something. Yeah. But, like, if I am already paying my 20 bucks. 
Sekiro Division, Resident Evil 2. Like, these are all games that I could be playing because they're on the service. Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to come true and also how big of a support they're going to have from other people other than Ubisoft. Because yeah. Ubisoft's already knee-deep in this. Well, and what kind of... Um... What kind of sign up plan? Like, is it going to be a thing where it's it's twenty bucks a month, but you have to buy three months at the start? Like, That's fine. I already paid for a year of Xbox Live. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, yeah. So I I don't know if that'll be a factor of it. It would be like when the when the WWE Network started. You, it was ten bucks a month, but you had to buy you had six, to six months. months of it. Yeah, you couldn't just buy it, cancel, buy it, cancel. Right. So if you could just buy and cancel at any time with this thing, like, there's no reason not to just pick it up for whatever month some game comes out that you don't want to commit $60 to if that, I don't know how sustainable that is long-term, but if that's the model that they go with, I'm on board day. Like I'll buy a controller and be on board day one yeah. because it means anytime I have a passing interest in a game, I'll play it right now for 20 bucks rather than wait a year and buy it for 20. Bucks. Yeah. I'm not necessarily the, a big stickler for, I have to own a game necessarily. Like I don't mind red boxing. I don't mind GameStop renting. I don't mind streaming, like at least I don't think that I will long term. Maybe, and there will certainly still be some games I want to purchase and own forever. Yeah, like, I wouldn't leave Spider Man PS4 up to Stadia. No. and want to own that game, right? And granted, that's another system exclusive. But I'm just thinking out loud of like things where I'm like, no, I definitely, I definitely want that game, and I want to have that game. But like, this would be awesome for sports games. Oh, hell yeah. Where, okay. I, I wait like until halfway through the year and then I buy them digitally. Yeah. Like I'll be really jazzed to be like, a oh, football season started. I'm going to play Madden for three weeks and then I'm not going to touch Madden again. Yeah. Boom. 20 bucks. Done deal. Madden. Mm-hmm. Great. Like I'm so here for that part of it. But will they get that kind of third party support? I mean, Ubisoft already jumped on board. They see the potential in it. That's great. They make... Quality AAA games. They release several throughout the year. Typically. Several same game. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't matter. It's still they're still good quality games. Like I would play Far Cry Five or Far Cry New Dawn. Oh, that's true. For twenty I bucks, I didn't really think about the fact that like they do make one every year, and that's why I don't buy them because they're sixty bucks and it's yeah. the same game just rehashed over time. Yeah. But if I'm paying for a monthly fee, I'll, I would gladly play Far Cry and uh, Just Cause and all those other yeah. Ubisoft like junk games that are the same game recycled over and over again absolutely so like there's so much potential as long as the price is right and the the library is big enough yeah and i get like and i get people shitting on it like like i said all day on twitter i saw like google's taking a victory lap for technology that's existed for 10 years which okay technically they are game streaming has been around for you know five ten years minimum like on live was a thing in the late 2000s, early 2010s, you know, Gaikai was around that turned into PlayStation Now that's been around for several years. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time where I think they're going dedicated. Like, OnLive was dedicated, but it was a company you'd never heard of. The library was sparse. This is a powerhouse company with powerhouse technology and deep, deep pockets to make something work. And that's why I have, that's why I'm buying more into it than I would if this was just like company X announces streaming thing with all the same stuff. I wouldn't buy into it nearly as much as I am because Google put their name on it. Yeah, for sure. Take the victory lap. You're a major, you're a major company doing something that's been done before, but not to overwhelming success. Right. Well, and a lot of the stuff I'll be more interested in when we have like 
future information on. Mm-hmm. Right now, we've just seen one game run on it. Yeah, with the second one announced. Right. With the second one, not even. I mean, it didn't Epic Games or whoever makes um, Doom announced it? Like, the Google didn't even announce it. They were just like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna be involved too." No, they came out on stage. And oh, they said, did. Yeah, yeah. They said we're bringing up from the studio uh, oh. from ID. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here from ID is this dude, and he's like, "We're so happy to be partnering with Google to bring Doom Eternal to to Stadia." So, like, okay. it was a big announcement that ID was involved. Oh, in. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions still. It's not a slim dunk. Oh my God, this is the future of gaming. No, I can't believe it, but it is a big deal. And I think that people need to take stock of the fact that it is a big deal, regardless of whether or not it's revolutionary or brand new. It's still a big deal. It's a cool Google's doing it. Yeah. And so I've seen the proof of concept in playing a game, whether or not that will be sustainable as a platform or like from a a monetary uh, monetary standpoint Mm -hmm. don't know yet also what kind of support it gets is another big one too yeah exactly i'm really hoping that because i was part of project stream that i can maybe get in early to like test more games see what the like you know see what the app looks like or see what like the chrome page looks like how easy is it to find a game that i want to play if it's got a library say it launches and it's got a library of 20 games how easy is it for me to find that game yeah do i have to go search for a youtube video of the game of doom eternal to then click on stadia play or can i just go to stadia.com and like type or i would assume it would be a chrome extension anyway yeah so like how easy is it going to be to launch these like to find the games that you want to play like there's other questions that are definitely going to need to be answered but Mm -hmm. as far as like a first impressions kind of thing like i'm i'm pretty impressed it's it's a lot of good ideas executions one thing price is another but it's a lot of good ideas. Yeah, and it's I an think. FD. Just show me more. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm sure we'll be talking about it more as more details come out, mm-hmm. as more things uh, kind of get unveiled with it. One thing that did come out of this was there was an internal Xbox memo that went around. And basically the gist of it was we just watched a company enter the gaming space and go big was, I think, the exact verbiage they use. And we've got a couple months till E3 when we're going to go big too. And I think that's that Xbox is going to announce their own streaming PlayStation Now style, maybe Games Pass, but you don't have to download them using the, the Microsoft X Cloud. So the streaming streaming's here. I mean, PlayStation's been doing it for several years, but I think, you know, Google and Microsoft doing it will probably push Sony to improve their platform because theirs isn't bad, but... I think I've never even used it. I did, but it's mostly, it's a couple of PS4 games, but it's mostly exclusives that if you have a PS4, you probably already own. It's a lot of PS3 games. Uh, I think there might be, I don't think there's Vita games. I think it's just PS3 and, and PS4 games, hmm. but like their platform's okay. It may make them have to put bigger games on there, you know, maybe shorten the time frame in which it's not available on PlayStation now, stuff like that. Because right. if these, you know, if the, Google service takes off or the Xbox service takes off. You know, someone's going to be not far behind in making theirs better match the specs and things. So it's definitely going to change the the gaming landscape, whether or not it's long-term or short-term. We don't know. Or they're just stirring the pot. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Nope. But I mean, I'm definitely intrigued and I'm definitely willing to, to keep looking into it. And obviously any more news, we're, we'll definitely keep talking about it all throughout the year. For sure. Uh, as we get to the launch of it. 
Speaking of Xbox, we're going to jump right into the lightning round, not lightning round for this week. Uh, we got new details on the all-digital Xbox One S, uh, codenamed Maverick, that we talked about, I think, last week or maybe two weeks ago with Joe. Yeah, we keep talking about it. Yeah, it's always been a uh, it's always been around, but we got some more details on it this week, including a, uh, a first-look mock-up of the box, which the um, Windows Central got a first look at what the box looks like. Uh, I think to protect the anonymity of their source, did a Photoshop mock-up, which basically looks like any other Xbox One S box. Uh, the system looks pretty much the same, and it just says disc-free gaming everywhere. Got little disc with a line through its symbols to like really hit home that you yeah, cannot pl- put a disc. Please in this don't thing. buy this and then expect to put a disc in it. Yeah, which is smart because you need to you need to kind of stupid consumer-proof yourself against having someone buy a thing and then have to return it like you need to do everything in your power to make sure this is easy to understand even if it can be difficult to understand like you need to at least know that you can't put a a disc in there anytime you buy it there needs to be a checkbox that says i am buying something and aware that it does not have a disc drive in it kind of i mean we had to do that when they were selling you know xboxes without hard drives or xboxes without what was it? it was one without an ethernet port i think i remember there was something where we had to when I was working at GameStop, be like, you do know that this is how this works. Right? Oh, I, I remember when uh, Grand Theft Auto came out having to tell everyone that they needed a hard drive. Yeah. And sure it was like that. right on the front box. And I'd be like, do you have a hard drive? You yeah. cannot return this if you open it. You have to have a hard drive. So everything on the on the box really spells it out very nicely. Um, they didn't have, there isn't a price yet. Uh, but one thing that we do know is that it looks like it's coming out May the 7th. So just a couple months away, probably going to get an announcement of some kind very soon that makes it official. Uh, It also is said to be coming with a one terabyte hard drive, which is kind of surprising because I would have thought it would have been bigger. Yeah, because I think it's probably three would be the that's the highest that they can support. They might as well go with the highest right now for an all digital system. Granted, that would raise the price. And I assume the the idea of dropping the this the disk drive is to lower the price as much as possible. So I, I get why it's only a one terabyte. And the fact that you can plug in extra to make it bigger is yeah. is fine. You know, maybe it could have been bundled with something. Who knows? But one terabyte looks to be the hard drive. It's also going to come with three free games. Um, those games are Minecraft, Sea of Thieves, and Forza Horizon 3. Not Forza Horizon 4, which is the newest one, right? No, Forza 4 is the newest one. No, we're on like Forza 7, aren't we? No, but there. I don't think there's a Horizon Four because they bond, they bounce between Forza and Forza Horizon. They're two different games. Forza Horizon. I'm looking it up right now. Double checking. I thought Four was the newest one, and that like they're on Forza Six. Uh, Forza Horizon Four. Yeah, it came out in October of twenty eighteen. Oh, okay, so so it just came out. So you're getting the you know the older version of Forza Horizon. Sure. Which is fine. Uh, what I'm really surprised at is that this doesn't mention, granted, we don't know this isn't official yet. This isn't the final concept or box, but there's no mention of Games Pass, which I feel like would be the point that you really want to hit home with an all digital system is yeah. our digital collection of all these games that you can play for one low, low price. Like, I'm surprised maybe it wasn't, like, I would have thought maybe two games and a month of Game Pass. Well, or, you're kind of getting two and a half games. <laughs> yeah. Because Minecraft is already a digital game. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're getting, and it's also Minecraft. Like, yeah, it's it's old. You probably already own it on something. So like, that's it is lesser of a game. 
Uh, sea of Thieves is a newer game, and but still a year old, right? Came out in 2018. Yeah. Also, very few people care about it. Yeah. They're giving away games that are free for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's not the cream of the crop, certainly. No. But I would have thought you would have... Especially because I think all three of these are available on Game Pass. I think they are, too. So uh, why wouldn't you... I'm surprised well, this they isn't definitely like... they definitely are, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised this wasn't, you know, hey, rather than we give you three games, we give you three months of Game Pass. Like, it's probably the same value when you think about it. Yeah, well, I think Game Pass is, what, 10 bucks a month? 10 bucks a month. The first month you can get for a dollar. And that, that varies based on promotions and promotional times. But I'm really surprised it's not, like, a special code that you can enter in the Microsoft Store that says you bought an all-digital right. bundle that says you get six months of Game Pass for free. Or something like It'd that. It would be saving you know? money if they gave it away for free, too. Because, like, yeah. I mean, t- saving money. If they were giving away free copies of those games, they would they would equal more than $30. Well, and this this forces you to put your you know put your card information into the the games pass where if you forget to cancel after your free trial is over you just start getting charged which will happen to people all the yep. time so that at least gets more people into the game pass system yeah it then also raises your game pass numbers so when investors come calling and you need to talk about your platform you say no we had you know x amount of unique users of games pass look how great of a thing it is Granted, some of those people got it for free because they bought this specialty Xbox, but I'm just surprised that you're not putting them you're not putting them in this ecosystem or getting them to at least try to join the ecosystem. That we know of. Yeah. Also that also banks on the fact that this has to sell you know well enough that people care, which I don't know if it will. Well, especially because it comes out May the seventh, according to the rumor, and a month later is E three where they're going to announce their streaming XCloud service right. and their next Xbox. Right. So yeah, I don't know. It's a weird time for it. It's a good idea, but I don't know if the timing is right for it. No. Um, all right. So that is the Xbox News lightning round. I got to get back to the sheet because now my computer is being slow. John, what's next on the list? Because We've have got it. some Nindy showcases. Ah, oh, but I have the list for that. So I definitely need my computer to work for that. So this week, uh, Nintendo had another Nintendo Direct. This one focused entirely on indie gaming as they do uh, from time to time. Uh, one of the big things that came out after this, and we'll go through all the games and kind of pull out some of our favorites, but uh, immediately, pretty much immediately after this, Microsoft announced that the next edition of Inside Xbox is going to be indie-focused, so they're going to have their own indie showcase coming up on Tuesday. Uh, and then Sony also announced that they're now doing Nintendo Direct-style uh, video series called State of Play, yeah. which uh, we can talk about more after the indie showcase, but clearly... This Nintendo Direct style thing is, is catching on as we kind of assumed that it would. Which is, yeah, what we've been saying from for a year now is like the big gaming shows are probably going to go wayward and yep. these Direct things are going to be the new thing. Which that makes sense. I mean, they get a lot of information out in a very short amount of time. I mean, this one was only 20 minutes and we've got 20 plus games. So, oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to run it down. It started, with a, it started with a bang and one that was not completely unprecedented because I think Joe had mentioned wanting this uh, when we had talked about some other pieces of news and that is Cuphead. Coming to the Nintendo Switch next month in April, which is big. We kind of fit, saw this potentially coming with the fact that... I think that, it leaked at one point, too. Well, and like, we knew that Xbox Live was coming to Switch for, like, friends lists and things like that. We knew, like, there's going to be this, like, kind of interconnectivity between... You know, we thought maybe Games Pass could come to Switch. Like, right. We knew that there was some kind Gold of working... Was coming. Yeah, we knew there was some kind of working partnership between the two. Didn't necessarily think that was going to mean exclusive games were coming between the two. And they said right in the video that, like, we're so 
pleased to be working with our friends at, at Microsoft to be able to bring you this game. And Not like, our friend Sony. What is happening here? But Cuphead is coming to the Switch. I'm thrilled by that because I bought Cuphead on the computer, but it doesn't really run quite well. So I never really got in the swing of playing it. I'm it's very hard. Double dip and buy it again because that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, that's coming. Um, there was no mention of Cuphead's DLC coming, but it, ultimately... It probably just will be in it. Yeah, later on at the very least. But yeah, April the 18th, it is available on Switch. Uh, some of these other ones I'm just going to run through because obviously they're not as big as Cuphead, which is you know yeah. a Microsoft-exclusive game coming to Switch for the right. first time. Uh, we've got a game called Overland, My Friend Pedro, Neo Cab. That's a neo-noir looking thing. That one looks kind of cool. It's uh, a little anime-inspired, I think. Yeah. But it looks like a cool game, a good setting. Uh, Red Lantern, where you can fight a bear. Uh, it's a roguelike in the Alaskan wilderness, which could be cool. Sure. Uh, Darkwood, Katana Zero. That one looks cool. It's a 2D action game, um, which uh, looks pretty cool. It's just ninjas and katanas and yeah, bopping more, around. More Japanese stuff. Looks like a lot of fun. Uh, there's a game called Rad from Double Fine, which is, um, they're the ones who made, uh, crap. It's, um. Psychonauts? Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe. Brutal Legend? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Tim Schafer's company. That uh, made all of Costume Quest? Yeah. All these different things that are just escaping my brain at this point. Um, but that one looks okay. Uh, it's kind of cool where you're just like a kid who survives a post apocalyptic wasteland. But you can like mutate by like picking up, and you pick up different things that you can then mutate into, which will I'm sure help with puzzles and so defeating different enemies. So and it's stuff. Kirby, kind of, but you know, not a cutesy little pink ball. <laughs> yeah, the mutations are probably a lot more gruesome than oh, I'm sure. Game. But uh, I like the idea of it. It's being published by Bandai Namco, uh, Bandai Namco too. Uh, we've got Creature in the Well, Blood Roots, Pine. Which looks like a an indie RPG. It's got like um, all the like the trailer showed all kinds of like your inventory screen and stuff like that. So hmm. that could be pretty cool. Uh, it looks like it's also open world, which could be fun. Uh, Super Crate Box. It's a shoot 'em up game that's been out. It's finally coming to Switch. Uh, a game called Nuclear Throne, top down shooter roguelike. Uh, that one is out already. Some of these were un- like, hey, it's available now today. Yeah. Vlambeer Arcade. Um, it is a... Uh, I think it's a game that's already out. Uh, yeah, it was called something different at PAX West 2018 when it was first announced. Swim Sanity. Don't know that one. Uh, Blaster Master Zero is getting a sequel. Blaster Master Zero 2. So uh, that was a game that came out, I think, as a Switch launch game. One of the first digital games on Switch. Uh, we've then got some bigger games like Stranger Things 3, the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was announced at the Game Awards. We did talk about that back in the in uh, December when that got announced. But it is coming out day and date with Season 3 of the show. Uh, so that comes out on July 4th. It'll have local co-op, 12 playable characters, um, and tells the story of Season 3. So that could be a lot of fun. I know that the uh, the phone game was pretty good. Oh, the phone game is so good. And, and this, this one looks like... So the phone game was more like uh, Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one... Uh, it's weird that they skipped this. The first game was a uh, gap between the first and the second seasons. And then this one will be, I guess, a retelling of the third season. So they kind of skipped the second season game wise. Which makes sense because no one really liked the second season watch wise. No, so. it wasn't that great. Um, 
but this one is going to be a 16-bit game yep. inspired as opposed to an 8-bit game. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Zombie 8 by Neighbors, but um, Stranger Things. And like I liked the first game a lot. I still like Stranger Things, even though the second season was kind of poop. Um, but I'm disappointed that I can't play this because it's only going to be on the Switch. But you're going to get a Switch by the time, uh, yeah, I will, uh, around I will have the time this comes out anyway, so you're going to be fine. Yeah. You're getting a Switch. It's going to happen. You're gonna but also game. now I have to pay for the game. Like It was free on the... The that's true but the soundtrack is amazing yeah uh and then the last game here i have on the list which was the last one which i actually didn't see the trailer for when it aired during the show because youtube does this weird thing when you're watching a live video where i started it late i was like it started at 12 o'clock here and i noticed at like 1205 or whatever so like i jumped in to watch it and then by the time i was getting like three quarters of the way through it ended the normal stream time which meant that my stream stopped watching because I was behind a little bit and I had to then wait for them to upload the replay a little bit later. And then by that point I was like, I don't want to go start the replay, try to find exactly where I was like, eh, I'll just watch the the trailers later. Um, But it's called cadence of Hyrule. So a brand new Zelda game was announced technically kind of though it is being made uh, by an indie studio. It is made by a third party. It's not made by Nintendo. Uh, it is the same people that made Crypt of the Necrodancer, because this is Crypt of the Necrodancer, but just with a Zelda overlay. But it looks really cool. The soundtrack seems really awesome. Now, John, you know more about Crypt of the Necrodancer than I do, because I know nothing yeah. about Crypt of the Necrodancer. So, I haven't played it. Uh, I've been like, I had my hand on the, the purchase button on it several times, but I heard it's incredibly difficult. It's a dungeon crawler action game set to a rhythm so the music's going and you can only move and attack to the beat of the music um and this one now is just going to be legend of zelda skin so all the enemies are going to be the zelda enemies or you know Link's enemies and stuff like that um and then but the soundtracks on them are always really good Mm-hmm. Or, or on the first one, it's always been really good. So the, this one's going to have now uh, Legend of Zelda inspired soundtrack, which is super great. Yeah, and like the entire time we've been recording this, I've had the Legend of Zelda. Oh yeah, me too. Theme. Yeah, but that version of it from the trailer stuck in my head, which is both infuriating and awesome because uh, I'm trying to think and make words, and I'm just here and like that's just going on the whole time. But it sounds awesome. And I never played Crypt of the Necrodancer. I've seen good reviews on it in the little bit I looked it up. Yeah. But it looks really cool. I like the art style for it. Uh, you can play as both uh, Link and Zelda, which mm-hmm. is really cool. I think it's going to be like probably half and half. Like parts of the game are going to be Link and parts of the game are going to be Zelda. Potentially. I wouldn't be surprised if you could play the whole game as both people, depending on. Because it's not like I don't know official what the Zelda storyline is going to be. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. It looks, uh, it looks really cool. I yeah. Mean, that game and Cuphead are really the only two takeaways for me. I know people who will be jazzed about Blaster Master uh, 2, and a lot of those other games look like they're good. Yeah, Stranger Things was the the only other thing I cared about. Mm-hmm. And I already have Cuphead, so like I don't really care that it's on the Switch personally, but I'm glad that this is, and not surprised that this is the first thing that Microsoft's given to Nintendo. To no, release. it makes it fit so perfectly yeah. with Nintendo. Now, there's another... Well, other than Microsoft, or uh, other than Minecraft, rather. Yeah. Um, but... Digital Joe had a takeaway for this one. Do you have that pulled up as well? Digital Joe said that Cuphead better be in Super Smash. And also, this isn't just Digital Joe's opinion. This is the creator of Cuphead wants Cuphead in Smash. I mean, it makes the most logical sense. And how fucking awesome would that be? Like, 
I saw the like the quote unquote leaked list for what the DLC characters are because they've only announced Joker from Persona so far. Yeah. But I remember seeing like the leaked list of what everyone thought was confirmed but hasn't actually been confirmed yet. And it was all just like JRPG characters or like characters from games that I do not care about their franchises right. whatsoever. I would a hundred times over buy Cuphead and Mugman as an Echo Fighter as a DLC pack for Ultimate. Yeah. Well, and that it, would be awesome. And it would be like, not just like, like they've, they're already shaking hands. Microsoft and Nintendo are, are friends, but like to put Cuphead and Smash would be like, oh, we're besties. Like we're sending each other Christmas cards. Like Master Chief would be we're besties. Oh no, Master Chief would be we're married and we have kids. Oh and, yeah. No, that yeah, would but, be fully in bed. Yeah. But putting Cuphead in would be like, okay, we're now not just taking your stuff and releasing it as on, on our, our system. Yeah. We're now modifying our stuff to have your stuff in it. Yeah. So like this is now uh, we're putting out in the relationship as opposed to you putting out in the relationship. Yeah. It's like before it's like, oh, we're friends of friends. Like we hang out at parties. We get along. Right. Like we're going to play nice together. We really hate that guy over there in the corner. He's a dick. <laughs> but like we get along. But I'm not going to call you to hang out. Now I'm calling you to hang out. Yeah. You can come over. We're going to play video games together. Right. That's the that's where we are in the relationship right now. But I would absolutely love Cuphead to be in Smash. I would love the, you know, the finger gun shooting lasers and shit. Like, I, I could think of so many different things that would be so great about that. Yeah. I'd be a thousand percent down for that. I don't know how he would work as a character um, in Smash just because that's his only attack. Well, he has got the, the dash thing, too. Yeah. Well, you'd have flips and you'd, you know, like, he'd be able to punch, obviously. It's like Game & Watch doesn't really have moves, but he does somehow. Like, you incorporate things from the game. I'm sure it would be... You know, maybe a move where Mugman comes in to help, or you're throwing dice, or who knows? Like, I'm sure yeah. they could come up with enough moves. Turns into a plane. Yeah, I'm sure you could come up with moves. Like, granted, I haven't played the whole game, so I don't know what else is there as a possibility, but I'm pretty sure you could come up with something. Yeah. Even if it isn't the most, like, well-rounded character, it would still be fun to have and play as. Yeah. Like, even if it was nobody's main character, it wouldn't really matter. You'd still have a fucking boatload of fun with it. Um, But... Uh, lightning round what do you think about the state of play what do you think sony's going to announce in their very first nintendo direct style video what do i think they're going to announce yeah nothing major i i disagree i think we're getting release dates for at the very least ghost of tsushima uh i also think we're going to get a release date if not uh it's available now for hotshots vr which i absolutely cannot wait for that's going to be sick and that's day one purchase for me um, but i think that because i 2019 is an open book for sony mm-hmm. they haven't really confirmed anything I don't necessarily think we'd get a Last of Us 2 release date. I feel like that would be a big trailer reveal its own thing as right. opposed to part of a collection of announcements. But I could see Ghost of Tsushima getting a release date and a new trailer. I could see uh, you know, Hot Shots VR. I don't think we're going to get anything about Death Stranding because that we just got you know not when we thought it's coming yeah. out. But I'm, I mean, I'm excited for it. I love Sony stuff. So the more information they can get me and the smaller time between information droughts, the better. Yeah. But I really just want Hot Shots VR. The only thing I was thinking of, or not the only thing, but when I was thinking of you when I was playing um, Sekiro was oh, you just... you think of me? That's so sweet. Sometimes. Aww. Was that you're going to be so excited when Ghost of Tsushima comes out. And like, yeah. And then that, that was like, I was playing and I was just like, man, I hope Ghost of Tsushima is like better than this. Yeah. <laughs> like Hearing you talk about Sekiro makes me really excited for Ghost of right. Tsushima because I think it's going to be more in line of a game that I uh, like. Of an action game as yeah. opposed to a, a Dark Souls-y game. Yep. 
Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's I think that's this week as well. The state of play. The first one I think is Wednesday. Yeah. So we've we're gonna have a bunch of stuff to talk about next week too on that front. Um, but we were talking about indie games. So lightning round, uh, an indie game I'm very much looking forward to is coming out much sooner than I expected. John, you have that. What game is it? And when's it coming out? That would be Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Battle for the Grid. Which originally they had said April. That was the, all the information they had given was April. And they'd only announced like three characters. They announced three more recently, but it's not April, is it, John? No, it is next week. It is Tuesday, the 26th, but not on every platform. But not on every platform. And it's weird. Um, so it's uh, it was just announced today, actually, uh, that it is coming, or maybe not today, maybe yesterday, um, that it's coming to uh, Switch and Xbox One first, uh, the 26th. Yep, so the day after this comes out. And then it's coming out on uh playstation 4 in europe on the 28th for some reason which is what friday thursday and then it's getting delayed until the 2nd of april for the ps4 yeah so a week from tuesday yeah which is surprising yeah um so like the weird staggered dates is kind of odd uh but i guess they're launching it early earlier than what they said yeah which i'm super down for i'm I wish I had had more time to determine how and when I want to buy this because like and there's what cool system you want to buy it. Well, on cause and... there's pre-order skins. So I feel like I want to pre-order to get the cool exclusive, like green Ranger skin. Yeah. But I also don't know, do I want to buy it on switch and have the portability to like take it to friends houses and we can all fight each other. Do I want it on PS4 so I can get trophies? Are the trophies going to be worth it? Cause it's just an indie game. Also, let me spin it out this, this way. It's 20 bucks. You're going to, you could buy it on two different consoles and still be paying less than you would for buying a, like full console game yeah so even if you buy like buy the deluxe one on the thing you're going to play it the most and then just buy a regular one on the switch or vice versa yeah honestly i might just buy the regular one on switch just to see if i even like the game and then buy the deluxe or something on ps4 for the trophies when i know it's going to go on sale for way less than because the switch almost never has sales like that but, but PlayStation the does, does all the all, time. Yeah, every every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so I I feel like come Black Friday, I'll get a better deal buying it a second time on yeah. the PS4 than I will buying it on the Switch. So I think that's a good I think that's a good play. I don't know if I want to buy the collector's edition right off the bat because ultimately it is a fighting game and those aren't my favorite. But I might get it on the Switch just to have it because it will be pretty cool. And yeah, exciting. and it's twenty bucks. Yeah, right. Although all my Power Rangers stuff is away in boxes now, so maybe I'll put the Spider Man stuff away and take out all the, the well, Power you're Rangers things. Soon, I, so. I know that's the thing. Like I don't, I want to display it because I'm gonna be in a Power Rangers move, yeah. but I'm also not gonna want to take all the shit out of boxes. Are you gonna buy those giant hardcovers too? The what? The giant hardcover comics? Oh, maybe, but probably year not. one and year two things. Probably not. I'll find you some deals on them. I'm yeah. sure I can dig them up somewhere. Yeah, if, if I find a deal for it, then maybe. Because, like, the comic book is legitimately awesome. So. It is. Both of them are very good. And I'll, I'll have, I have a lot to catch up on if I join a Power Rangers kick with this new game. So that'll be quite All exciting. the shows to watch? So many seasons of that show to watch. <laughs> I won't, but, uh, like, it, it exists. Power Rangers is one of those things where it's cooler in every other medium except than the, the original media yeah. <laughs> like the tv show is fine like it's stupid and it's goofy and I, it's a good background show if i'm like doing other things but it's not like when i want to watch like cool spider-man things where i've got a million movies that are all good and like a bunch of animated shows right. that are all good like there's just the one really campy like i can't believe this was a thing that i like or still like when i watch it so i don't know it's fun whatever i'm right. I'm excited for the game though and I'm, I'm glad that it's coming out earlier than i anticipated i'll be excited to play your copy of the game yeah that'll be a lot of fun so next week for Switch, probably. Yeah. 
speaking of other indie games that are coming to the Switch and the PlayStation 4, we talked about it last week because it was teased, but this week it was confirmed. John, what's coming to the Switch and the PlayStation 4? Castle Crashers. Woo! Castle Crashers Remastered. Yep. So it's the version that came out on the Xbox One, which has, what, some DLC stuff in it. And yeah, it has a bonus level. and has uh, some fancier-looking cel-shaded graphics, even though it's cel-shaded, so it doesn't really need to look any better. 60 frames per second, I think. Sure. All that stuff. Um. But a uh, small cool thing is your character color will glow on your PS4 yeah. uh, controller, which is nifty. That is pretty cool. Um, our yeah. resident Castle Crashers fan, Carrie, I uh, sent her the text asking her if she knew it was coming out. And she said, oh. And I said, is that a good oh or a bad no? Oh. And she said, I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, the cool thing about the Switch version, it will utilize HD Rumble, Switch Online, and have four-player local Joy-Con support. Which is, it has Standard. to. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's meant to be played on a single screen. So, yes, uh, that's great. I'm wondering if, though, if it has to be Joy-Con sideways or, like, can I put, the, like, if I want to play two-player, can one person use the Pro and one person use the, like, the Cradle with both? Or Probably. Yeah, I don't know. It says four-player Joy-Con use, so I don't know if that's restrictive or just the nomenclature they decided to use because you probably have more Joy-Con lying around. Right. And, you know, like... Joe will bring his over and we'll have four Joy-Cons yeah. right there. So Well, and like the original tweet that they had was just the Joy-Cons by themselves. It wasn't ever in uh, like the dock and it wasn't yeah. a pro controller or anything like on there. Um, so I don't really know, but it also isn't a very complex game. So no. it doesn't really need to be using any fancy controllers. Nope. Uh, part of this announcement too, they teased that they are working on a fifth game behemoth studios projects did what game five game five is what yeah. it's called uh so there's not more about it it's not a castle crashers 2 it's not an alien hominid 2 it's it's the next game that they're working on but i mean it could be they just no, said it well, was they, game five no they they said in there that like we're not working on castle crashers 2 we're not working on alien hominid 2 like, we're not about, doing sequels we're doing next oh, games, i was like what about so. battle block theater no nope. yeah no that not game that. is so great if you've never played battle block theater fucking play it Oh, okay, I'm not going to, but I'll say okay, just to. I was, I was. It was global. Oh, you, okay. the royal you. It was the royal. It was a capital Y U. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You um, guys or girls or whatever child pronoun you prefer. Yep. Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, a couple more things here. We'll kind of blaze through most of these. Uh, Apex Legends got the battle pass unveiled and released. I think. Uh, yep. Which is, it's a standard battle pass. Yeah. It's going to have all kinds of skins, all kinds of, you know, packs that you can open. Uh, ultimately, the one new thing is the new character, which we had talked about last week or the week before that was teased. Uh, he's called Octane. I forget what his, like, special power is. Uh, he throws out a jump pad. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But it's got a hundred different tiers of the battle pass. If you buy the battle pass, which is $10, you automatically jump to tier 25. So you get all of the things, which is just different weapon skins, different badges, different quips. Uh, I'm trying to look at some of the other things. Uh, new banner frames, uh, character skins, weapon skins, apex coins, all these other different things. So if you earn enough apex coins, you'll be able to then buy the next battle pass. It's the same way. Like if you buy the battle pass for Fortnite, you can earn enough if by reaching certain levels to buy the next right for next season. Yeah. So theoretically, if you play enough, you could just roll that $10 over and over and over again, but it's something people have been clamoring for. The reception wasn't too good. They wanted more, but also it's, I think it's less than Fortnite. I feel like Fortnite's 15. I think it is as well. Um, so 
you're getting only one new character, but I don't know. You're getting a lot of skins and ultimately that game is better than Fortnite for me. So I'm much more inclined. I don't think I'm going to buy the battle pass just because I haven't played apex in a while. Yeah. Same. But I think it's, you know, it's cool. There's a lot of stuff there. It's called the uh, frozen wilds, I believe, or is that it's frozen something wild, something. I don't know. They also said that uh, if you buy it like later on, you can still get the pre tier stuff too. So like, you don't have to buy it day one or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more like a season, season pass, I guess. Yeah. I was just the Wild Frontier. That's what it's called. Because they're going to roll out other things for it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, season 1, Wild Frontier. Wild Frontier, not yep. Frozen. No, the Frozen one is the... Um, what's the PlayStation exclusive RPG from the makers? Warframe? Of... Nope. The ones that... With the girl, uh, Aloy. Why can't I think of it? Um, with the robot dinosaurs. Horizon Zero Dawn? Horizon Zero Dawn. Frozen was the DLC for that. Thank you. I don't know. I just I almost bring, bought that the other day too. I had a brain aneurysm to the tune of Zelda. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know what's going on in my head. Yeah. Moving on. Lightning round. This is a follow up to a story that we had last week about judgment. Uh, John, I'll let you take this one since you are the judgment fan ser- series fan. Seriously. You haven't played the game. Yeah, yet. It's not out I'm, here, I'm the Ryugo yeah. Gakotoku fan. You're more um, inclined to play this game than I am. Yes. Uh, so they announced that the game is still slated on its June release for Western audiences. Yeah, June 25th, I think. That, that's not changing. No, uh, but they're going to reskin and remove um, Pierre Taki somehow. Yeah, so we those of you who, who may miss last week's episode, we talked about Pierre Taki was arrested for cocaine, which is a big no-no. In, Any for drug drugs, is, yeah. yeah, the big no-no in Japan, uh, which meant he's getting taken out of the game. He's taken out of the marketing materials. Yep. They're changing the box art. Yep. Took all the games down from sale. Uh, we wondered if this would impact the West. Turns out not really. But. Well, yeah, and like the, I think the creators even said like the day it happened, they're like, we're trying our hardest not to let this impact uh, like out of market. Yeah, because they know we don't give a shit. No. Um, so their tweet that was the only announcement is very straightforward. It just says, due to unforeseen circumstances, the character model on Japanese voice for the character Kyohei Hamura will be adjusted for the Western release of Judgment. And it also will be launching on June 25th, 2019. Yep. So they're just saying we're somehow going to change his face and we're going to have a different dude voice act him. Which is fine. That's fine. That's no one's kind notice. of what I said to begin with. It's really the only thing that you could have done. I mean, honestly, they don't really need to reskin him. Uh, I don't think of the Western audiences cares that much. No, but I bet it's a royalties thing. Like, I think it was what we mentioned last week where yeah. if his face is in there, you probably got to continue to pay him. Where if you take it out, you could be like, no, yeah, you're done. So I'm, that's fine. It's not going to affect the gameplay for me. No. And uh, he could easily come back for Judgment 2 or any other Yakuza game. Like, they could conceivably work with this guy again if he cleans up his act, you know. It's you, also been done before. Yeah. God forbid he serves his time and they want to put him back in the game. They yeah. could just repatch it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't I don't really care that much. I still think this is a lot of hoopla for nothing. But that's also kind of because they have to because yeah. of... But at the very least, regional stuff. At the very least, this hoopla is not changing the release date. So no, you don't have so to again, wait it doesn't affect me in the long run. Six months, no, it just means that their original vision is slightly tainted. Yeah, though this night, this isn't the last of the yakuza that we've heard of, right? No. Uh, so they also tweeted, uh, or not just tweeted, but they full on announced that uh, Yakuza Five Remaster is coming to the PS4 in Japan on June twentieth. So a month before Judgment comes out here, the last 
numbered Yakuza game is going to be released on the PS4, uh, which means that all of the numbered Yakuza games are now on the PS4 in Japan, which bodes well for American audiences for getting them all as well. And ultimately, it is uh, region-free, the PlayStation 4. So It is, but that is a very text-heavy game. Yeah. But, um, but if you were a person who speaks Japanese and lives in America, you could import that game. For sure. And not have a problem. Yeah. Even if it never came to the West as a Western release with subtitles or American voice acting. Uh, they're only going to be subbed. They said okay. they're never going to add dialogue to it because gotcha. it's such an ingrained thing in the culture of the mm-hmm. game that to remove it would be removing a lot of it, the yeah, changes everything. Yeah, a lot of the culture. Um, but they also said that um, pretty much going forward, all of the Yakuza games are coming out in America. So it just means that it's a matter of time until this gets a release date. Yeah, I mean, they do well over here. They like, do. And so. it's a remaster, so it's not going to take that long to import. Um, no. I would be surprised if this doesn't come out sometime before the end of the year here. Yeah. Um, it didn't take that long for the Kiwami games to get translated and brought over here either. Uh, Kiwami 3 is still coming out in Japan, so like they've already confirmed that that's coming out here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be like, if they're like, yeah, it comes out also in November here, I'd be like, all right, yeah, that's expected. Um, the, another announcement for Yakuza is they announced that they are having a new game that they're going to announce in July. Uh, I'm guessing it'll be Yakuza 7, even though they haven't sp- explicitly said it's going to be Yakuza 7. They just said it's going to be a new Yakuza game of like the main storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're auditioning for female characters. Uh, so women in Japan, if you're over 20, you can audition to be the character. It means that your likeness, your voice acting, your everything will be put in the game as a character. And it's, don't do cocaine. And it's the first time. Well, don't do any drugs. Especially cocaine. Uh, it'll be the first time that a main character has been auditioned out. Um, yeah. Normally it's like, hey, we want you. And they get that person. Right. It's a, it's a chosen thing. Um, and it, a lot of, there are a lot of um, celebrities and stuff in these games. And by auditioning, I don't think they're going to try and drag a celebrity into it. Um, celebrities and like talents in Japan are even bigger than they are here, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like. There's a specific title called you're a talento, like you're a talent. You exist as th- think of it like Ryan Seacrest. What is Ryan Seacrest known for? Duh, being the being host, host of stuff. Of stuff, yeah. So that's what the like talents are in Japan, or talento, or however you want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they're gonna drag someone like that in because I think they would still have their face and association known for that. So that's why they're auditioning it out to be actual people. Um, and that also means that you're going to be dragged into, or not dragged into, but you sign on for being like press photos and any yeah. of the press events and stuff like that. You got to do it all. You can't just do the voice and go, go back home. Well, and especially it since it's going to be you in the game. Yeah. Like you're going to have a different character name, but like, it's going to be you. It's your face. It's your voice. It's, right. It's you. It's your mannerisms probably with mocap and everything like it. Oh, it's absolutely. You. Yeah. Uh, that's what they do with all of them. Like yeah. I was telling you, Takashi beats in there. He plays a different character he's not takashi but he is very much <laughs> it's him yeah i um, mean it's just like acting in a movie like, for sure it's you it's your face it's your words you know it's you it's yeah. just a different name so it's cool and i think it's better than being in a movie because much more creative processes have been going into mm-hmm. it and also it allows people to put themselves in your point of view yeah um it also means that this is a split uh narrative i'm guessing somehow where you're going to get to play as this female character, which I don't, I've never, I haven't played Yakuza 6 yet because I'm doing them in chronological order. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you actually get to play as a chick or a woman. Sorry. Um, 
Even you didn't believe that that was a thing that you wanted to say. No. You said it and you're just it like. It came out and I was like, shit. Nope, that's not right. That's not how people talk anymore. <laughs> uh, and if you don't get to play as a, uh, a female. Uh, so this may be the first time that you actually get to do that. Um, yeah. But more importantly, it means that New Yakuza game is coming, yeah, and they're exactly. announcing it in July. So it's auditions are coming until the game announcement in July. Yeah, and then I'm sure they'll have some big shebang about who the new girl is and who the new guy is. Uh, it's a di- it's a different main character. It's not Kiryu, so it's going to be a mainline game, but it's not going to be a numbered game. I'm guessing. Mm. There you go. That also be something exciting to look forward to. Oh yeah, I'm for super you stoked. and all the other Yakuza fans, as there are many. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. It's, it's finally a time that these games can come and be important here as opposed to being weird Japanese niche titles. Yeah, exactly. So good on them. That'll be, that'll be exciting. I'm excited for you. Yay. All right. Uh, lightning round. That's all I have for the lightning round. John, did I miss any stories that you wanted to cover? No, that's about it. Yes. This was a very overstuffed episode. There was a lot of big things. Obviously, yeah. GDC... Nintendo showcase, a lot of big things to to go over. So next week's um, going to be big too. Next week will be big too. Pax and yep the um, game of play. Yeah, state of play. State of play. Yeah. You know Microsoft's indie showcase. There'll be a lot. There'll be a lot to talk about uh, next week. But that will do it for the lightning round for this week, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at nine a.m. On Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so let us know what you think about Google Stadia. Are you on board? Are you skeptical? Did you play in Project Stream? Did you like it? What do you think about what could be the future of gaming? Um, are you down for an all-new digital Xbox? Do you? What games did you like out of the Nindy Showcase? Uh, and what do you think is coming from Sony's State of Play? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, But once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast and for Virtual Joe, we'll say his goodbye for him too. But my name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.